move over, please? I like to sit in the middle. What the hell am I supposed to do? You got room, you're little. You want to sit on this side? Fuck you. Jan, who are we meeting out here? Jan, who are we meeting out here? Barry Badrinath. What? No. Who's Barry Badrinath? Look, I'm trying to put a team together. Turn this car around right now. Who's Barry Badrinath? Don't worry about it, all right? Who's Barry Badrinath? 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 Barry Badrinath was the best beer gamer ever, okay? Best of quarters, best of pound, best of everything. Hey. We should put him on our team. Well, actually, Barry and Todd had a little falling out of college. See, uh, Barry doinked Todd's girlfriend. Oh, yeah, see. Zip it, Fink. Sorry. Look, just think about Gam Gam for a minute, all right? Is this guy really that good? Yeah. He's the best. Huh. We should put him on our team, then. There he is. Where? Right there. Oh, my God. What happened to him? All right. It's a regular hot dog cart in here, huh? All right, fellas, here's how it works. One dollar to look at it. Two dollars to touch it. Three dollars to watch Ooh, me touch wee. it. That's a nice looking man. Back the fuck up, Antonio. My dick. My apologies. Five dollars to touch it while I touch my toes. Six dollars to touch it while I touch your toe. Oh, hey, Jen. How are you? You too, Barry. Hey, look, fellas, I wish I could give you a deal here, but my pimps are real ball-like, you know what I mean? So it's $10 for a BJ, $12 for an HJ, $15 for a ZJ. What's a ZJ? <laughs> if you have to ask, big man, you can't afford it. I got $4. Barry, uh, we didn't come here for a BJ or a ZJ or any kind of a J. Move along, then. I got a mouth to feed. So, folks, we are worldwide. I mean, I think Bob just needs to reconsider that. I mean, <laughs> he I'm sounds a, really happy too. He does. He like, sounds excited to turn me down. 
Like I'm sure Bob turns a lot of people down to go fishing. I mean, he's a, he's a big famous kind of guy. But he's like happy. Oh, he I was don't like, think I'm yeah. gonna go fishing with him. In fact, nothing would make me happier than tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's kind of what comes out of that to me. I wonder. I bet he could find something wrong with your your flies. Oh, I bet he could. And you know what? I'd have to sit there and take it. And I'm just saying happy. To... Looks like you're crowding the fly. Uh, yeah. I remember my first fly. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, I'd, I'd just have to take it. I'd, I'd actually take criticism from him, I guess. And not me. Station no, check. Not uh, we're back. Yeah, I know, man. It's been uh, so. It's been December twentieth. Was it too long? So yeah, almost Christmas. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's just be fair. There was a lot going on there. Let's just blame Will. It's all Will's fault. He's yeah. the only one here with Way kids to go, and Will. family and Way stuff. To so. Way to keep the people wanting it. No problem, guys. I'm going to go get a beer. Oh, you you Will you get me one? Yeah. Well, would you get me one? Yeah. I didn't know that was an option. I thought the, the early... Whatever. I thought the early show deal was was you know going to negate some of the beer drinking. Or would have... I can see you're fresh out of the shower. I am fresh out of the shower. I literally... Um, do, I, do I even wear a hat? No. Well, you don't have one on. Oh, I took it off. Yeah, no, I I had to get it. I got up because um, uh, the people out there, y'all know I work at night. So I, I, I laid down for about a two-hour nap. I got home, did my taxes... <laughs> I'm not joking. I literally came home and did my taxes and then lay down for about two hours and then got up, took a shower, and come in here. Oh, first choice. Oh, first choice. Uh, I'm going Yanglang. Yanglang? Yanglang. But yeah, so I am freshly fresh, freshly showered. I just shoved a green. And you're freshly. Have you ever had a shock top? Yeah. Yeah, I am freshly engaged as well, uh, which is good. Uh, yes. <laughs> It's just it's it's just good that that, that final card falls. Yeah, uh, yeah. Was I I was the final card, wasn't I? Yeah, the finals. Jesus, I didn't mean to be the holdout. Now, I guess it's just up to you and I to be the first one to have kiddos. <laughs> well, Doug, he's still in that hunt. Yeah, he is. And they they should be like hot in the hunt. I think. You know. <laughs> I think she is. Well, she'd have to be. Uh, yeah, I think Doug would be too. Well, Doug's like forty, right? He's your age, giving or take. And speaking of Doug, we don't have Doug today. No. But we no, have no, plenty no. of sound drops that we're going to try to make you feel like he's here, as we always do. Oh, yeah. You yeah, want to yeah. do it. Even when he is here. <laughs> we have to fake Doug at all times. Yeah. We might have uh, Eli drop by for the second Wait, half. what? Nice. Yeah, old Doug was there. Speaking of engagement, he was there. Uh, big shout out. No, thanks for Doug. Uh, him and my buddy Germs, uh, or our mutual friend Germs. He, uh, they, they did some photo work for us. Uh, it happened right after the podcast, the last podcast. It did. That's why you're like, we're going to meet on the water. <laughs> oh, possibly I'll see you there. That yeah, yeah. Fun. We had yeah. to play it low because the girl actually listens to this thing for some reason. But yeah, um, yeah, it was like the next day or day after. The girl. <laughs> I don't care if she's my wife or not. She's still going to be the girl. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> but yeah, old Doug came out there and helped do everything, which really meant he drank beer and laid around on the boat while Germs did all the work. But, it was still appreciated. Well, he actually took pictures of germs. Yeah. <laughs> he was taking pictures of people taking pictures. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. It was oh, fun. gosh. It feels so good to be back. We don't really have a... I mean, as far as a layout of topics and things, I would say it's going to be kind of more of just let's free, free ball it. we got a couple things we're going to do. Yeah. Um, I guess we can... Any, you had quite the... Uh, the marathon for Christmas and traveling. Oh, uh, yeah. You want to kind of update us on that? Yeah, well, so, like, we did the engagement thing, and then um, I guess uh, 
Oh, I don't know. I, we left the house Saturday morning. Well, Saturday was Christmas was Sunday, right? So, yeah. So, Saturday morning, I had to work Friday night. Saturday morning, leave the house, drive to North Carolina, get there. We do Christmas Eve, Christmas Day in North Carolina. After all the festivities, my dad's family does the Christmas party on, like, Christmas night. So, after that, about, let's call it 9 p.m., we get in the car and drive 10 and a half hours north to Buffalo, New York. And I drove through the night, got up there, and then we did Buffalo Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then got back in the car Thursday morning, a little before noon, and drove 10 more hours south to North Carolina. How and many then, days were you in Buffalo? Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Three whole, three okay. and a half you days. Had a few days in there. Yeah. And then drove back and then spent the night, crashed at my parents' house, picked up the dog, and then trucked it on home the next morning. I had to be work that night. Yeah. So, so it was a 24-hour uh, run then. Yeah, and I haven't really done anything but work since then, so I'm still kind of reeling. But oh, I'm, shit. I'm actually off for the next 12 days. <sighs> Are you really? Yeah, I'm going to the Bahamas. Oh, well, we're going to yeah. talk about that yeah, we'll come later. Uh, that's good. Yeah, so, so I, do I got a, a break. Fishing? I got a break coming. Yeah, I'm going to do some offshore fishing. I'm probably slipping a little bone fishing while I'm there, of course. Might as well if you're, you know, winning Rome, yeah. so they say. Right. Okay, you can use some of our American Express miles. Oh, really? Tickets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wow. Merry Christmas to me speaking from of Mama Pocket. Speaking of that topic, I went home for the first time in a long time about a week ago, a week and a half ago. Yeah, I saw that Tyler Texas Yeah, I went to Tyler. There. I go to Tyler now. My parents moved there, moved there from Dallas last April. So my normal situation is I get a buddy that picks me up at the airport or my parents, flying to DFW or Love Field. I go straight to my parents' house in Dallas. Now I have to do the rental car, drive there, and then bring the car back. It, it's like it adds a whole other little... Oh, and if I get in at night, like I got in at 1 in the morning because I thought my flight was going to be at 7 a.m. It was 7 p.m. So I got into Dallas at like 1.30 uh, in the morning. So I had to get a hotel and all this business. And then the next day, I finally get to Dallas or Tyler about noon, eat lunch with my mom, go home, don't really feel too good, in bed at 3 p.m. for 16 hours with the old stomach, butt, butt, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it was awful. I don't think Paul I'll... sent me a photo of this, <laughs> and it looked like a dead body of yeah, himself. Uh... So and then the first thing I, I was like, who took this picture of you? I mean, it looked like if, like... Yeah. Paul, I had a rag on my head. It, it's like if I missed a family funeral, like, Paul, Paul looks good <laughs> for the service. I don't think I like my parents that much to go through all that. Like, what you just described, I was just instantly well, ticking off in my head. I'm like, would I actually ever go home yeah, and visit Yeah, it's very anybody? robot. It's like very, all these things. You can't just go home. No. It's all this these... is the photo he took. <laughs> oh, my God. He looks... I mean, you know, literally, like... You know, some people say look a little green around the gills. You literally look green. I don't know if it's just a reflection of that yellow towel on your He's head. He's got the fever. He looks like, yeah, you look off color. Like, I'd be checking the for fever. a fever. I would I, imagine that's what you'd look like if you had rickets. If I come <laughs> if I come walking into a room in the hospital and I saw that, I'd be looking for pulses. I'd be like, oh, shit, I lost one. <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. He's a little sweaty, but he's gone. Well, 12 days off. Yeah. Well, you can do that. <laughs> well, you can do that live feed. Nobody said I had to keep him all alive or anything. Let's get it going. Uh, uh, but, yeah, so hung out with the folks for two or three days. Met Bill Costanza, one of, uh, well. <laughs> cousin of George. George's, George's Texas cousin. Yeah, so he's a dude on the Drake. Uh, Larry hooked me up with him. And lives in Tyler though, so I can go. 
find refuge and hang out, drink some beer with a dude, and talk about fishing or whatnot. How long so, ago did your folks move to Tyler? They were up in last well, April. Where were they before? They were up north of Dallas. No, right? in Dallas. I mean, oh, right in Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I've got a new friend in Tyler, which is very good. I got uh, a friend in Tyler. Met for some beers. Good Sounds dude. like a Garth Brooks song. I got a friend in Tyler. <laughs> Seems like a good dude. He likes to fish and drink some beers too. Exactly. That's, what you wanted, That's exactly what I wanted, Paul. You need to read my mind. I love it. Um, so finished a couple days there, then went back home, hung out with old Jeff Patman, then uh, met up with Ed Anderson, other artist that was in sorry, Dallas sorry. for the Dallas Safari Club. So he got to get a little taste of Patman and I for the national championship game night that night. Oh yeah. Which yeah. we went and had uh, superfluous amounts of beers, and then. Uh, and then I flew out the next morning. Yeah, that was uh, that was actually a really good game. Uh, it was a good game. I was very happy Clemson won. I don't really have a dog in the fight there. Yeah, but, I didn't either. You know, teams like Alabama, any team, they just need that. You can win one. You just need that ups and downs. You yeah. just have to. You can't be on top forever. Now, Will's an Alabama fan. He might. Well, I grew up an Alabama fan. My I know. whole family went to Alabama, but I'm a Georgia Southern fan. But. Um, I wanted them to win, but I wasn't disappointed if Clemson, Clemson won. Yeah, because you're I in mean, South Carolina. Yeah. So. Well, and it was a good solid win, too. It wasn't like, you know, wasn't some bullshit kind of like got lucky. Like, they literally won the game. Well, I mean, Clemson's national champions, and everybody's like, do you think Clemson's got a chance, you know, being an Alabama fan? I was like, well, my opinion was it's like Alabama's probably the best team in college football. Yeah, yeah, yeah They will absolutely. probably win that game. Seven out of ten times. But oh, guess yeah. what? It's not seven out of ten times. No, the same basketball, baby. You know what frustrates And that's one thing I like about the playoff system, that gr- growing up, going to college, and one double-A college football, it was really the great thing about it. If we lost a game in the regular season, it sucked. But um, it didn't matter if you made the playoffs because it's a lot like baseball playoffs now, and it's, yeah. it's, who, it's who's hot. Yeah. yeah, totally. Exactly. What frustrates me, though, and this doesn't go for all Alabama fans, and it doesn't go for even – there's certain fan. Everyone says LSU fans are like any team has bad fans, no matter what team you are. Even North Texas has some bad fans, but well, they have a bad football team. Oh, I know. <laughs> but I was we were sitting next to this group of like we were sitting next to this group of like six Alabama fans at the game uh, in Dallas, uh-huh. and they were all dressed up in their little uni- you know their outfits. Uh, Alabama's winning like fourteen to three, and there's one no call that happened, and the guy gets upset and is this this just gets all mad, mad about one no call you're winning 14-3 and you're probably going to win that game which they didn't but yeah it just Alabama assholes are everywhere but Alabama fans and I am not a fan of Georgia fans I'm just not married to one well it's the same but, thing. It goes uh, for it, any fans but even some of the hardcore Georgia fans I know say that some of the Alabama fans are some of the most hospitable people there is especially when you go to their I don't doubt place. that. I'm sure. And there's... the thing that kind of backs it up to be hospitable, it's easy to be that way when you've won the damn national championship like eight <laughs> times. It's not like you were that your first dance. Yeah. You're like, you ain't right, worried about man. someone taking something from you. Yeah. No. You know? I think they give you a national championship flag on the way out. Like, here you go, guys. Yeah. Well, let's all have fun. Thanks for coming by. I know. It's yeah. just these fans were really pissing me off, though. I don't know. They just got under my skin. We left no, halfway. Like a, I yeah, I went. I was over at Luke's house. Though actually, the whole Mingo crew was down at Luke's house. Mingo, uh, planning our next excursion. Y'all doing year. that this year again? Yeah, yeah, we're doing it again. Same, I, same kinda, crew. Same crew. Because I mean, really, though, like we've kind of maxed out on the crew because the setup, the where the way we do it, 
we can't accommodate another person sleeping wise or mm. you know anything and then boat wise of course we're topped out so really yeah unless somebody drops out like that crew will always stay the same but as of now nobody has there's a waiting out. list there, i mean there might be a waiting list it, it, it would be a conference to decide like it wouldn't even be the waiting list we'd literally we'd have to get together in like a dark room somewhere with like secret rings and like vote somebody into the ship <laughs> like blackball someone out of the group well, cause, well i mean like, like somebody dropped out someone was just like hey i can't make it this year sorry we would have to literally have a conference with the remaining crew and be like okay who's it going to be yeah. you know and like do like the whole secret society because it's really yeah, one of those it's things like going to come to one year someone's going to have to drop out yeah can't make every year on everything like well that. and that trip's that trip's such a i don't want to say struggle but it, it really is like i mean it's kind of a it, it, it sucks in its own way. It sucks beautifully. The like, you have to do so much work, and something always goes wrong. And, it sucks beautifully, and you know, but it's it's worth everything you put into it. It's just it, there's going to be some shitty parts to it, and so like you really want the right people around you yeah. when you're. It's not like going to a lodge. It's no, yeah, you know, everything has to be managed by your you and your crew. So like. It's so easy to throw that one just oddball in there that just upsets the whole the whole vibe of the whole deal, you know. So I love going to lodges, but I also love doing that kind of stuff too. Like there's yeah. a, definitely a you know a balance there. I've only ever been to one lodge, and it was and it was a do it yourself lodge. But that was it was nice to be fed every night and like mm-hmm. ha- like only have to come back and take a shower and like just wait on dinner to show up in front of me. There was something to be said for that for sure. Well, some lodges are are bad in a way that they're too structured. Yeah. Like, oh, you yeah. will go with this guide tomorrow, and you will go to this spot. And if you're with that guy three days later, you're going back to that spot. It's yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not really good on structured stuff. Like, uh, if we go on a trip, it's good to have somebody goes, okay, we're doing this at this and this time. Yeah. This, this time. Yeah. But it needs to be loose. But like, it needs to be loose, because it might be, I don't want to do this. Uh, I'll yeah. find at five. Um, yeah. But a lot of lodges, uh, a couple of lodges I've been to, uh, the one in, in uh, Belize, what is it, uh, El Pascador, they're doing it. You can do it at that time. If you don't want to, you don't have to. You know, like dinner and stuff like that. You yeah, don't, yeah. You don't yeah. have to do it. Totally, but. yeah. And I guess speaking of lodges, we're going, we got our trip filled. Mexico. Oh, yeah. Palmetto Club. Mexico. I got to get my passport renewed. So y'all are both going. Mexico. <laughs> Y'all yeah. are both going this year. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. I got to get my passport renewed. Well, well I guess that we means do that this uh, week. I guess that means week. it's time for me to step up and take over the flood tide company. I'm you, Mike, Mike <laughs> is going to be our stand in. But, but, uh, but Lawson looks over you, though. Oh, yeah. Boss. He, yeah, Lawson. I, have to, I, I just have to keep the body in check. That's all. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll just show up and do. I'll, you know what? I'll show up and do Paul's job. I'll there just get go. me a little sketch pad and some pencils, and I'll mm-hmm. come in. And I'll just I'll just wander around and poke things with my pencil and scribble occasionally. And yeah, yell things at it. Lawson. That's pretty much it. <laughs> we've been we've been going full bore here though. Oh, oh God. I bet, man. I bet. It's been fun though. Doing yeah. like three seasons in one in season's one season. time. Yeah. We're stepping up the game though, son. We're stepping it up. Well, you guys had to get a job eventually. Yeah. What? <laughs> Don't worry, Mom. I'll tell you about it later. But, yeah, we got a few new uh, – the plan was to go home. Will was going to give me a list of, like, all these hot-button words to tell my parents. Just we didn't really elicit responses. You, just never, you know, the great ideas, you have these plans, but next thing you know, three days later, you haven't done it yet. Well, three days so, later, you're still in bed with the death flu. Yeah, so <laughs> the, Mom and I were – that chicken express they have down there. 
They got a chicken. What's wait? What's it's chicken? like I think it's just in Texas. I'm guessing it's a fast chicken restaurant. Yeah, I'm betting it's, it's like, like a KFC. church's chicken. Oh, okay. whatever. But we were in line in the drive-through, and I got a pretty good, decent recording. Here's a good clip. Those are good, but I like the biscuit better. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get her to talk more about how much no, she loves. I don't think I, I don't <laughs> so anyway, but uh, my dad it said that he's listened to a couple shows. Gets about halfway through and uh, it turns it off. Or I don't falls think you really right, well, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he really understands why we play his voice. So I'm like, uh, anyway. Because it's funny. <clears throat> well, fishing. Anyone? Fishing's been weird lately, man, with these temperature changes. I, I haven't, haven't really gone, but Lawson went the other day, didn't catch a damn fish. And I haven't, much. haven't had time. Like I said, other than traveling, I've really, I really have been working so much. And I know Will got the boat out one day. I got the boat out. Uh, Woo! That thing ain't seen the water in a while. Had two hours to kill. So, uh, <laughs> can you just leave that thing here this spring so we can go hit grass tides? Sure, stuff? sure. I don't know about leaving Which it means here. sure means I'll bring it in the backyard. That's true. I can do that. But, uh, yeah, the temperature's been so weird. One day it was like 20. The next day it was like 75. Yeah. I mean, it's it's only like it's like 60 out there right now. It's, yeah. a, little, it's a little less like winter out there than it should be. Well, hey, that's what it is. I looked at the uh, average temps. The average temp for this time of year in Charleston is, I think, 54. And I think the high... Well, like two days ago, record high was like uh, 88. Yeah, exactly. Like in the 40s. It was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. Well, totally ridiculous. We're echoing a little bit now. Yeah, you? I'm going to get that. There we go. Tweaking. All right. I'm but tweaking. Yeah, I hadn't, uh, but I'm going to make up for my lack of fishing time here in the next day, a few days or whatnot. Well, so. we'll see. It might already start that March pattern where things start getting windy and, and weird. Yeah. Uh, well, let's not forget February. February. Well, February is awful. Yes, yeah, uh, my birth month. It's terrible. Me too, Mike. Oh yeah, well, look at you. Look at me. Oh, well, should we go and end this first section? And uh, yeah, don't we have? Uh, we got Smithson Son again this week. Well, then we got well scoops first. Oh, Let's start off scoops. Yeah. Oh, I got some stories. I got to ask you some questions. Okay, let's do All it. Right. Bob Schneider. Sounds, sounds like Christian Rock. It sounds like we're listening to Christian Rock Radio. Next up, Jars of Clay, <laughs> 93.1, Jesus <laughs> FM. <laughs> You're not making Jesus better. You're making rock and roll worse. <laughs> All right. We got Scoop next. Oh, that's a great outro. This edition of Ballet Live brought to you by Michael Benson's Hospital. Come on down to Mike Benson's Hospital where he will check on you and make sure you're not dead. Wow, all the medical education he has, and he just pops right in. Oh, that looks like a dead one. I'm going to the Bahamas. So for all your medical needs, come on down to Mike Benson's Hospital. Named Redacted, of course. And visit us now. Back to you, boys.
Bonjour. 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 Jewelry. Uh, my name's Danny, and um, I need to get an engagement ring for my uh, my girlfriend. Uh, <clears throat> and I'm a little nervous because I've never done this before. So can you kind of walk me through it and give me prices and that kind your of thing? Your prices are going to depend on your color and your clarity, your mm. cut. Is this a first marriage? It's a first marriage. We have been together for nine years. She told me three days ago she is pregnant. I'm freaking out. You know, and I got to get something nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say three quarters of a carat, really. Okay. Let's just uh, make it a carat. Like one carat. All right. The quality you're saying, how much? Yeah, good color. One carat, good color rent. How much? It's going to run you Mm. 53 or so. 53 what? $100. Oh, God. Oh, (laughs) excuse me. All right. That's uh, a little tribute to Michael. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt standing at the counter. <laughs> I'm not joking. I was like, <laughs> all over their pretty, pretty cases. Uh, I mean, I, I seriously, it was, it was disheartening. Disheartening for a thing like, like a stone. Oh, it's crazy. Something I mean, was it's, found in the ground. I mean, I put almost like it, almost like my boat. And that little ring are way too close in price, in my opinion. Way too close in price. The what now? I said my boat oh, and that yeah. ring are extremely close in price. Isn't that amazing? It's ridiculous. Like, you can use the shit out yeah, of it. Oh, boat. I can use the hell out of it. She can use the hell out of it, but we can use a boat together. I'll tell you one thing, though. You can't do shit with that ring. Can't fish on a ring. I'll no, still, you can't fish I'll on a ring. Catch can't Sarah, fish with it. Well, I'll still catch with. Sarah doing this. Oh yeah, she's always looking at it. How's that for the radio head. people out there? How's it going? She's ogling her. I need all silence here. <laughs> See that? <laughs> so much better when it's quiet. <laughs> uh, so I forgot to bring this up. I forgot to bring this up with Scoop. Yeah. Um, oh, what's you? Got? I have not told you all this, but he called two nights ago, hammered. Well, he knew he knew we were going to record today, and yeah, so he yeah. starts getting his advertisers all together. And I guess he just kind of got after some beers. And uh, y'all want to hear these voicemails? I think I can. I think we have to. I can't really explain them. I think I can play them through my phone here. Hold on, let me see if I can find them. <laughs> All right, let me cut this music. I just want to know how he got my my hospital to throw a throw an ad in there. That's that's odd. It is odd. <laughs> He's always working. He's always working. I love how he calls it Mike Benson's hospital. <laughs> Just in big neon. Mike yeah. Benson's hospital. How yeah. many rooms is Mike LLC. Benson's hospital? I can only keep up with about five at a time. That's about all I got. <laughs> all right, here. We have three bedrooms, two baths. So, <laughs> these these three voicemails probably are about an hour separated, maybe, or something like that. Okay, so yeah. I'm sure the, they get progressively the worse. Wasted. Oh, okay. okay. All right, here we go. You have three new messages. Monday, 10, 52 a.m. Days, you know, we hung out. 
just a good time, but, uh, but, uh, man, I, sorry, uh, I probably shouldn't have called, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you boys later. Alright, bye for now. Wow. This is getting scary, man. I hope nobody got hurt. Fly the thing? I haven't heard anything we don't know. from Smithson Center. <laughs> <laughs> Smithson's very low key, so I don't know if he would have called us. I don't know. I didn't hear anything on the news about it. I feel like you need quite a bit of training to fly a helicopter. Like, I, would, I feel like well, that a, might be where the story ends. <laughs> yeah. A rotor wing is not, you know, that's not like an intuitive it thing may have to never fly. Gotten like off the ground. Well, according to our commercial, he made it. <laughs> well, made it yeah, he's, he's well, alive. That's a good know. point. I think it's funny how he never brought up, like, I forgot to bring it up, but you would think he'd be like, sorry about those phone calls. Yeah. He might not remember. It's true. It doesn't sound like he was real clear in the head when he made those phone calls. I've never heard his wife. No, she, I she didn't well, sound to be too fair. Happy. I didn't hear. I couldn't tell which one was which for about <laughs> half of that. She sounds like a delight. <laughs> I know. Well, you'd be able to put up with Scoop, I guess. Apparently, he has a drinking problem we didn't know about. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's true. Nothing's proven. You don't, you don't think it's okay that he just one night just kind of gets after it? Oh, I get does after it occasionally. A, yeah. Does that mean you have a drinking problem? Well, his wife obviously took exception to it, so I'm just I'm using my clues. Well, it sounded like he was supposed to be cleaning the dishes. Oh, wow. You can drink and she clean the dishes. Just, I couldn't hear anything she was saying. Really. I know. I know. Yeah, well, I've been drunk and cleaned some dishes before. I just, I thought that, <laughs> that's why I saved that voicemail. I thought it was amazing. Uh, drink, drinking helps me do house chores, because, you know, you don't really want to do house chores. No. But if you got a good buzz going, you'll do just about anything. You're Speaking like, of. Oh, yeah, I'll go ahead and do this. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, what's been some good winter projects for you, Michael? Yeah. I yeah. see you've been tying a little bit. I'm going to go get another beer. Yeah. Wow, jeez. Yeah. Well, I mean, wintertime's always yeah. always when I try to stock up. I'll take one if you're grabbing. I you're still got a little bit. Yeah. He just took my last drink of my beer in there. <laughs> yeah, just walk on with it. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, like, you know, every winter, I think everybody, um, at least fishermen, uh, always have that wintertime project. And, and that could be anything from a house chore that you've been putting off for the last eight months or uh-huh. 
you know, uh, if you own a boat, it's most definitely your boat. It's always your boat. You always have something that's not detrimental to the boat, so you just put it off, put it off, put it off, and then. What's wrong with your boat? Nothing. Uh, I'm just saying, like, I got a few things I'd like to do to it, you know. uh, Footprint and gas pedal? Yeah, definitely a hot foot. Stick steer. Got to put the hot foot and stick steer in there. Um, That's a skiff right there, buddy. But no, yeah, I mean, like, I'm going to add some electrical stuff to something. Like, I got to, I'm going to wire in an actual. uh, CB. No, yeah, <laughs> CB radio. <laughs> yeah, definitely. They're trying to really hit right now. <laughs> That's what we need. We need a CB. All of us need to install CB radios. Oh God, <laughs> turn to channel seventeen instead of VHF. Oh, come in, uh, we got a All of us, with, all of us with bobtail rig, just went <laughs> off the off the platform. You with the tennis ball on the end. Yeah, but no. So yeah, I gotta. I'm gonna do some upgrade work. Let's say I got nothing wrong with it, but I, I need to do a, a service on the engine and all that kind of stuff too. You know that kind of crap. Good on you. But uh, but tines, the other thing I do a lot of in the winter, stock the box, so to speak. Stocking the box. Stocking the box. Stocking the box. That's um, another thing. Old Bill Casanza and Tyler brought in a big old box of flies and just handed them to me. Here you go. That was weird of him. Yeah, real weird. People doing nice things. I don't give free shit out for anybody. Well, I don't <laughs> But he did. He's trying to change the world and fly to time. Michael, maybe That's you it. should try doing that. Maybe you should. So Paul asked me if I want anything. I said, yeah, I'll take a beer. He then proceeded to try to steal my one drink. <laughs> bring back your old beer. <laughs> he brought me back my old beer. Well, he, didn't like, he didn't like bring me another beer. What a bartender. <laughs> he never made it. So, Will, uh, I assume with a big fancy house that people like to take tours of in Buford, uh, uh-huh. you have some wintertime projects. What you guys got going on? Or did you do them all in the fall getting ready for the... I did a lot of them in the fall getting ready for that. <laughs> and I rebuilt some stairs and oh, stuff. Oh, no, 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 So no, no, it, no. Was a, uh, it was quite the, uh, the deal. Also had to do some painting, which is always fun. So uh, You've been doing some painting? Yeah. When, not, not like your painting. I'm talking about like putting it on walls no. and shit. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> he's, 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 he's starting his, new, his own yeah. company called yeah. Ebb Tide. I uh, do really well with eggshell. <laughs> Usually, uh, what's your medium? Uh, latex? Um, semi-gloss. Uh, semi-gloss. Semi-gloss. <laughs> well, if people ever ask me like what I do, sometimes I'll say painter and they just assume. Like, <laughs> you dress like you, a house painter. You, look, you look a lot closer to a house I painter. Totally. <laughs> I guess if you're an artist, you're supposed to wear skinny jeans and be like long hair and wear a black shirt. Talking parables. My favorite is when we're at that show and that guy looks at our booth and sees Paul's painting and all our shirts uh, like, what are y'all, a framing company? Yeah. <laughs> yep, we just frame paintings. Here's our ama- shirts. the most amazing question I've ever, <laughs> most amazing question I've ever had. I don't know. The other one where the guy um, Have we got talked the about wrong, that on I this? don't know, but he got the wrong price for your painting. So... Oh, that's a good story. If we've told it before, whatever, we're going to say Let's it Let's do it. Winston-Salem at the fly fishing show, the one that goes to all the different towns. Um, I was hanging out at the Hunter Banks booth, and like what they invited me to come hang up, hang out, and have a have an easel and paint and act like I'm painting, because it's impossible to paint those kind of things. It's impossible. Yeah. So I had a finished painting that I just brought. Which, by the way, shows like that, just to interrupt you, don't you love people when you're doing something just come up and just randomly talk to you? While you're doing while something? you're doing something, yeah, yeah, like they, they like if you like and you spend hours standing there staring off into space, wishing somebody would come up and actually yeah, talk exactly. to you. But the minute you go to dig through a box or like sort something or clean something, hey, hey, Will, have you seen that? Somebody's standing behind you just staring. And at you. Uh, hey, <laughs> yeah, like, hey, let me uh, show you this fish I caught last August. Nope, it's not yeah, in this folder. It's, let it's, me just keep going through it. Here. There we well, go. there's a good one I got in July, yeah. but that ain't the one I was looking for. No, no, yeah, that yeah, is yeah, good enough. Look at that. Look at him. Look at him. Look at that two pound shell cracker right there. 
As this, I guess this probably isn't smart to do. But I'll no. take a little swig. I gotta drive to Savannah. You brought, you brought it out. Yeah. That, so anyway, we got off so, topic. This, this Winston story. Salem nine. The show starts at nine. We're talking probably nine twenty-five. Guy comes up, and I have the. It's like a twelve by twenty horizontal tailing fish in the grass. One of the first ones I did like that, and I was very happy with it. And fifteen by twenty actually. So he comes up and he's kind of arms crossed, just kind of looking at what I'm doing. He goes, "What's the deal with that one over there?" I go, "I just finished it. Just it's for sale." And he goes, "Hmm, I got an office, so I could just." And he's literally looking up. <laughs> I'm just picturing that at the top of my door, my office. I, I just think that would be a good fit. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm about to sell, you know, a nice painting right off the bat. I'm going to be a happy man. He goes, what's the price? I go, seventeen fifty. And he goes, hmm, okay. Man, I think this might work. So he goes, I'm going to think about it a little bit. I'm going to go around, walk around the show. I know where this is going. And I'm going to come on back and see if I, if I decide to get it. I'm like, okay, well, great. And he, he definitely put off one of those feelings like he's definitely coming back. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah, yeah. likes what he saw. He's leaving with that thing. <laughs> Two hours later, which is one of the most boggling things to me after you hear what happens, <laughs> he came up and he goes, well, I thought about it. I'm going to get that painting. I'm taking that thing home. I go, well, that's awesome. And I go, do you want to use my little credit card app or do you want to write a check? And he goes, no, no, I got cash. And I go, well, I might not have change. And he goes, well, you can keep the change. Oh. I go, well, thank you, sir. <laughs> and he hands me a $20 bill. <laughs> And he goes seventeen fifty, right? I love that he had to walk away for two hours That's, and think I, about yeah, twenty what bucks. What was he thinking about for like, two hours? <laughs> <laughs> like he had to, he had to contemplate whether or not that painting like was worth like, twenty it's bucks. It's in the gray not. area of might be too expensive. Uh, yeah, I was like that's that's awful pretty. So, to be fair, it's a very small office. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So he puts his money away like Clark does. Yeah, Clark, I handed him back the 20. I go, well, it's 1750 He goes, well, I wish you would have been clear about that. I go, I'm sorry, sir. And Just 1730 to go. I felt embarrassed. Well, he was he, embarrassed. That's he why was. That's he put why that he money got, back oh, yeah. and he just kind of walked off. And I felt bad for the guy. Like, I honestly did. But I'm not going to give it to him for $20. That's not happening. Sorry, Bubba. So anyway. <laughs> That was one of the better oh, stories of I those fishing it. shows. I just love that he had to think about it for two hours. I know. That's like, the best part. Like if somebody had told me, if I had in my brain somehow thought that that was a $20 paint, I'd be, and you said seventeen fifty or whatever, I'd have been like, okay, well, uh, here's yeah, $20. Right uh, let me just yeah. take it right now before the, the next car. guy buys it because he's going to. Even me, like even if I saw a half-ass, decent piece of shit painting, for fifty bucks, I'd probably buy it. I know? would love yeah. to just hear what he was thinking in his hands. I do too. It's like, man, it's beautiful. Man. I'm playing this guy. Maybe but I can work him down to fifteen. But I am going to Applebee's this afternoon, <laughs> and I only got twenty five dollars. The Happy best hour ends at five. I mean, when he said keep the change, I thought he was going to hand me two thousand dollars. You know, or yeah. eighteen hundred or something. Whatever. Yeah, you got a fifty dollar tip on that or something. I felt bad for the guy. Like I don't know if, if you're listening out there, Roger. Let's make this thing happen again. Roger, you're a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that was a good story. That was a good story. Y'all, you always get interesting folks at these shows. Yeah. So speaking of fishing shows, I guess we're not making it to the Atlanta show. We're doing a, a little other event in Charlotte, but uh, we're going to miss y'all Atlanta folks down there. Y'all be good, okay? Charlotte has a show this year. Yeah, it's a clothing thing. Oh, clothing okay. show. So, so they moved it. That's the one Salem now is used to be in. Yeah, I would like to have gone to the Atlanta show. It would have been fun to go back and 
see all the people. I've never been to the Atlanta show. I've heard it's a good one. It's brand new. Is it? Yeah. It's a different show. Oh, they've, they've been looking to do this for like four years, and they finally yeah. did it. Well, that's such a big market. I can't believe you know they don't have a big fly show there. But. I am excited to say I'm going on the tour for the fly fishing film tour. I saw, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, you're going to. So what leg are you doing? Like I'm doing the southern one. So uh, I'm basically taking Ryan Thompson's place. I'm flying to St. Louis. Five days from St. Louis to Charleston, and then it shows in Charleston, and then we have five days pause here in Charleston. So I'm hanging out here for five days, which that's what the selling point was to me. Yeah, yeah. And then I go. I five, get to be on vacation at home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A little downtown. A little downtown with all the smelly tour guys sleeping yeah. in my house. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who knows? There might be some. Well, that's well, we we have had. What were, what were we calling those guys? Uh, I forget. Uh, what's Chewbacca called? He's a oh, a Wookie. A Wookie. We were calling him Wookie. They're laying, all so laying, furry, strewn across the floor. One like, time, one time they came uh, last year. They they were coming through Charleston and they were, um, had their magazine that they sell at the film tour. Yeah, the Stonefly, the Stonefly magazine. Oh, the crate. And they're like, uh, hey, we're getting this mag this run of magazines for this leg of the tour. Would you mind if we have it shipped to your office and we'll just come yeah. by and pick it up and continue our leg after that. <laughs> One day to knock on the door, there is a fucking pallet in the parking lot full of fucking catalogs. Mm -hmm. I mean, I bet it was 40 boxes. Dude, I think it was more than that. It it took us two hours to bring it all in. (laughs) And it's probably going to happen again, I would imagine. I think we still got another box. Yeah, there's a box right there of it. So, yeah, and, and then I'm going Charleston to Atlanta, which maybe you should come to Atlanta, Will, and meet me. Yeah, I got nothing going on. Nothing. At all. <laughs> no, it's not like not like while you're off trips uh, and on vacation, yeah, running a whole damn company. <laughs> and then we're going to Arkansas. I'll get to fish the White River for a day, and then I fly back. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be fun. Right. It'll be my kind of rock and roll tour band d- dream. Yeah, I bet you'll be over it pretty quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but five days and five days and that's bad. not bad. That's really not. That's not terrible. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I think they're doing a bunch of merch this year, so we can't really. Do the whole yeah flood tide collab selling thing yeah. But I'm going to show some art and I'm the I'm the uh, the PA guy where I'm the dude that has to get up there on the stage and like pump oh, everyone up. Oh. See that happen? You're the you're the the grease. You might know me from Barely Live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I know Will Abbott and Mike yeah. Benson. <laughs> Yeah. You got that clip where my mom's asking. If, I, I might I, actually I'm asking if she knows Mike Benson. You might know him as Joe the Policeman in the What's Going Down episode. That's my mama. <laughs> Jackson Heights on Paul Puckett. Jackson. Where were we when we heard so, we heard that playing somewhere recently? Oh, I can't remember, but I remember watching the movie for an hour after that. Uh, I might Will, actually Will's. try to stay sober-ish. Not stay Ish. sober, but like at least show the, up. Not sober. spill a beer on someone. I did that again this year to you. To me, I? you did it twice. <laughs> No, I'll see. To be fair, I spit a beer on somebody one time. I spilt a beer on Paul twice, and then you grazed two different me years this year. Yeah, I, I just grazed you this year. Well, you went for your cell phone or something, and then kind of like swiped. I don't know how I did. Now I wasn't even drunk was, that time. I purposely didn't sit under you, and you still. But I swiped it, it to the side and it went after Paul. But I, I seriously, I I wasn't even drunk that time. But like last year, I, I went out fishing. Like the day you showed up, up with crazy eyes, dude. Oh, dude! But last year I, sh- I was fishing, quote unquote, and I, I drank all day, <laughs> and then came in and started drinking at the pre-party at the Low Country Fly Shop, and then you went a lot to like the Scoop. show. 
I was, yeah, I was not fit to be in public. So I think this year my goal is like to get drunk at the event, not to be drunk <laughs> when I show up. I think that would play out a lot better for me. Now, the film shows, stuff like that, it's like I have a streak of asshole in me, as we all do. Oh, yeah. But uh, I love going to those film shows because I love seeing the guys. I know a lot of the guys that do that. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, going to it. So I think the, my least favorite thing about it, it's just because I've seen it so many times, is going in the film show actually itself. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing that I hate about it is when, like, a fish jumps. People go, Woo! Yeah. Woo! <laughs> It's a hot mic. It's like Travis Tripp just jumped, jumped on stage. Whoa. Whoa. Watch out. Uh, is that a segue? A I think segue that was a segue. With it. I don't even know what it is. So, Travis Tritt. Like, so you, you didn't know. You don't know who Travis Tritt is. Is he the, the well, dude let's from start the, over. Is he the We n- mentioned between airings, we mentioned Travis <laughs> Tritt, and Mike goes, uh, who's, who's Travis Tritt? Who's Travis I think Tritt? I know who it is now. He's the country music singer from the 90s with a sweet mullet, right? Yes. Okay. I can't. I can't. Jeff put Johnson down. looking like Jeff. If you're out there, I know you. I can't figure out his song. There's songs. some guy listening named Jeff Johnson. Goes, <laughs> I look like Travis Tritt. Travis Tritt. I'm trying to think of a song he sang, but well, he did a trilogy that I introduced Paul to a couple months ago. Yes, I think oh, about. which I'm amazed. I've never heard of it or seen it. Which I had probably seen the video separately. Yeah. you know, at the mm-hmm. time. You got to follow the trilogy, dude. It's like six years between yeah, they're all they're separated. separated. So they're music videos that are set up as a trilogy. Yeah. I've never seen this. I have well, no idea. Yeah. So what we're going to do, we're going to play a little sample of this into, and then we're going to hear from Mike Smith and whatever, and uh, and what have you. So, so, anyway, you want me to just go ahead and play this? Just go ahead and play it. Just play There's it a storyline to yeah. it. It's Vietnam, right? Vietnam. That's the way it starts off. But the song doesn't make sense, because at the end, he like wants his girl, but it says, I don't love you anymore, is the song. I don't know, Paul. It's it doesn't make Tritt. sense. deep. All right, let me pause this Bowie. But this is him coming back from Vietnam in the hospital. Apparently not the same hospital as Gump was. <laughs> and we're going to go out on this. Ice cream. When we get back. We're Travis, gonna, ice cream. When we get back, we're going to have a little Bahamas talk, and we're going to prank the fish hawk. Lieutenant Dan, uh, ice cream. Lieutenant right, Dan, ice cream. So this is the Vietnam War. Amazing acting in this, too. I think those are just highlight reels from the actual And we're going to play each segment at the end of every segment going out today, right? It's like a mix between Vietnam War reels and uh, glamour shots. Sweaty Travis. (laughs) Heavy breathing. Paul, what are you doing? Whoa. I have no idea. What's happening? That is in the file, dude. <laughs> Somebody put that in there. What are you doing? What are you doing? Hit it again. Let me hear this. Hold on. Let me just <laughs> it, let me just play it. Let me just play it from here. Hold what on. is? Turn it up. Turn it off. Hey, somebody help me! That was weird as shit. <laughs> Pretty sure that's not Travis Tritt too. Uh, all right, you got it from now on. Oh, you got it in yours too. Well, 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 well. Is that how the song goes? <laughs> no. Yep. Yep. All, All right. right. Here's the other one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh. Oh. <laughs> this is him waking up in a hospital. Yeah. Military hospital. Back to back to heavy breathing. Let's see if we go. It's like Super Mario comes in. Heavy breathing. 
fade out. This is him doing his best Lieutenant Dan in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I ain't got no legs. He's in a wheelchair now, though. Oh. I hope a lot of people go and listen to it. Anymore. You have to watch it. See, I know yeah. this song. Everybody knows this song. It's the talking in between that is amazing. So I introduced Paul to this. We were looking, we were looking up uh, one day. Where were we going, Paul? We're getting. I think we we're going to meet everybody going to get, at home team. Uh, and uh, we decided we decided to look up um, early 1980 country music videos. And man, there are some gems oh, out there. That's right, the George Jones. Oh, the George up Jones. Up oh my god. Any video where you get talking in a country music video oh, is yeah. a gem. I feel like talking in any music video is a, this is a kind of a lost art. The best in the song, like when the real uh, song recording has the talking. Oh, like yeah. George Strait back in the 80s had it all the time. Do any more? All right. Well, this is he's the one to sing it that I'm doing all right song, right? Like that was later. That was uh, I don't know his full catalog. I do appreciate yeah. it. Well, that uh, that's shoot. I can't remember now. Um, well, let's go ahead and phase out and give old Mike a call. Okay, let's see how he's yeah. doing. We haven't talked to him in a while. All right, so yeah, we're uh, all right. Let me get Mike going here. Yeah, we're getting dialed in. This it's a whole different thing we're trying to talk. All right, to hey Mike, you there? Hey Paul, Mike Smithson here, Channel Four News, Charleston, South Carolina. How you guys doing today? Glad to hear you back on the air. Well, yeah, man. So uh, it's been a while. It's been almost a month. Did you have a good Christmas? It certainly has. I had a great uh, neutral holiday. Don't really want to reveal that. Just getting ready to kick off 2017. Everybody have a great year. Be safe out on the roads there. We're just having a little bit of a backup on Justamine Road. So uh, keep your windows down and uh, enjoy this beautiful weather that uh, God or whoever you worship gave us today. Well, that's, that's interesting, the backup. Justamine's only like 100 yards long, but, I mean, I guess traffic can happen anywhere. But uh, well, there is this one car just parked in the middle of the road. I really can't explain it, but it's really backed up. <laughs> so, so I, I just got to ask you. Uh, we we were just listening to some uh, messages that our our friend Scoop, our mutual friend Scoop, had left for us. Um, I noticed you're not in your helicopter. Is, is everything okay with the skycopter? I really haven't had a chance to check on it. I heard of a, a little bit of a disturbance, but uh, oh, Scooby, he's just all fun and games. It's just a little thing we go back and forth with. Uh, no harm, no foul, but we'll check it out later. I'm sure everything's fine. Well, we're going to get you in the chopper later, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm going to get up uh, get up in the bird, check out the uh, scenery. Uh, it's a beautiful day to get up in the sky, get out on the water, really enjoy what uh, whoever you worship gave us today. Well, so, Mike, I was watching uh, on ESPN, which I just woke up out of a nap. I was watching football, but it went into poker. It's hard to believe you take naps. Well, and it went into (laughs) poker, and I woke up, and you were in the poker tournament on ESPN. What the hell's going on with that? I didn't know you were a poker guy. Yeah, I like to play a little poker on my time off. It's really just a calming thing. I really enjoy it. Uh, it's just something I've done for the last couple of years. Uh, ESPN's always been great to me, and i uh, really looking forward to it. Maybe us boys can get together and play a couple of cards sometime. All right, well, cool. Uh, so we're going to get you later on uh, just kind of flying over some fishing water, seeing who's out there on this warm winter day later in the chopper right get a little boat traffic report whatever you say paul (laughs) (laughs) motherfucker (laughs) all right buddy well mike you got anything else no i'm good oh 
was that's all we've got here at Channel Four. We want to thank you guys for coming out today with the Bailey Live sessions. Uh, this 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 edition of Bailey Live, this commercial break, brought to you by the gas station around the corner. They've got everything you need except full size Diet Cokes. They have Diet Dr Pepper, Dr Pepper, uh, off label potato chips, hair nets, and t shirts going up to size four X. So come see us now, and uh, back to you guys. Yeah, whatever, Mike. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, kiss my ass. All right, see you guys. <laughs> I, got a little t- I got a little spicy. Well, I mean, I've kind of been lately in kind of the scoop school. I mean, to tell you the truth. I mean, you're, you're not you're not loving on Mike? I mean, I don't know. He's just kind of... He kind of hit me the wrong way during that whole episode. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear you there. But uh, at the same time... I like Mike. I like what he does have, for he does us. Have the I like what he brings to I like what he brings to does us. does have the chopper. Uh, but anyway, all right, let me... Uh, <laughs> Oh, that's good music here. All right. We're going to go out on a little commercial. Let's reset. Yeah. I love how this was an all music commercial. <laughs> Who you carrying there, pal? George Jones. You mean the pan? George must fly everywhere. Nope. Just George's trip. We're heading home. We don't see nobody since the interstate opened. Do you think he might sign my guitar? He's awake in there. Holler at him. Mr. Jones? Mr. Jones! Yeah. Hey, old hammer. What do you know? Would you sign my guitar? A few others have. I sure would. Great. Just a second. Oh, my goodness. Would you look at this? Waylon, Hank, Lefty, Willie. Where in the world did you get this? They were all right here. This used to be the main highway. We just got lucky a few years, I guess. Well, my goodness. What else you got? Come on in. All right. Mm. Mm. Strong video. I mean, any video. I was to say, at some point, you would think there'd be some music. Uh, well, there's in, in it a music breaks later. It's, talk a, it's, later. A, it's a great song. Well, all, George Jones that doesn't do nothing but make great songs. I mean, he's a, oh, he makes horrible videos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of that one uh, so people can look it up? Who's going to fill their shoes? God, yeah, yeah, that's please, an amazing song. Please yeah. look the, I mean, it really is. You know what else we looked up was uh, Black uh, Hawk. Black Hawk. That was a good one. And when the, she breaks all those golf clubs. And then uh, mm-hmm. was it Black Hawk that also won like um, – you're gonna miss me when I'm gone, or something like that. I can't remember. It's Blackhawk, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have it on here somewhere. Uh, '80s and country music. Well, the music was awesome back then, but the videos were Even awesomely better. terrible. Even they're they're horribly great. Remember Mystery Science Theater? Oh, we yeah. should, it's we coming should, back. We should do that to country Who's videos. Dissect them. I've always said we should Who's do it to fly fishing videos. Nah, that's a pretty good idea. Who's I know. Who's gonna I said play it. the opera? And the Wabash Cannonball. It is a great song. I mean, you can't not like that song. <laughs> they love hearing Michael Spink sing. 
Oh, God, George got me worked up. Old George Jones. So, anyway. We are going to save this for next time. Now, we, we, we're not going to do social media theater this time, but unless we take a break and we find something we can do. But we are going to do next episode Steve Duda from Fly Fishing Journal Theater. Oh, is he going? We're going to talk theater. to him? Theater. I don't know why I threw that. Theater. Theater. So he's going to actually read his own tweets. Oh, wow. Nice. We're going to call him. I was like, what's the deal? Are we doing this? They're saying, no, I'm in Belize. Uh, I go, oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Big time magazine, man. Can I? I wish I could read the text that happened the other day, but. He's a card. I'm yeah. not going to. Basically, He's such a fun guy, though. He accidentally texted me instead of Kopi, his business partner. Oh, yeah. But Kopi was on the text. Said, hey, man, what's our uh, Instagram password? I wrote back, <laughs> I go, why do you want to run our Instagram for maybe a few days? Which I think would be awesome. Yeah, be if hilarious. he did do it, because they got better pictures than we do. And, and anyway, it just went downhill from there. Co- uh, Steve was so confused because when I replied back, he thought Kobe was replying back. He goes, "No, I just want our Instagram password. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want." And he goes, "Why, why would I, I want, want flood tides? Yeah, he goes, "Why would I want flood tides?" <laughs> And you can see where the confusion began. Oh, it was um, nice. when I read it back to Will, man, it was it was pretty funny. That explains that explains some text messages that I got. Mm-hmm. I was like Instagram pass. What's what are they even talking about? So Steve, thank you for that. Yeah. And you earned it. We gave you. I gave you our password just because you wanted it. Oh, I, I just I just got an interesting uh, email, kind of fly fishing related. Huh. If I want to do this. That's right. Fly fish related. <laughs> oh, Bust out the banjos. If uh, any of you people in Texas and uh, hey, I'm from, you know, I'm from, from Texas. Texas. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're aware, Paul. March 11th through 12th in Plano, Texas. Uh, home of the, home of the tackle, tackle box. box <laughs> <laughs> is the Texas Fly Fishing and Brew Festival. Those two go together pretty well. I in Plano. They go together. All three of them. Just when perfect. is the date on that? March 11th through 12th. Oh, I'll be on the road. Guess oh, I'll be on the road. Guest speaker, Lefty Cray. Now, I love Lefty Cray, but you really don't have a fly fishing anything if your guest speaker is not Lefty Cray. I know. Exactly. <laughs> How beaten down is he? I don't, would you say he's a guest speaker? Now he's just a speaker. He's yeah. not a guest. He just shows up with everything. How beaten down is he? I mean, he's though? like 90. Like, he's got to be tired and of doing that. He still really shit. like doing that. He can't uh, like doing that. That's why he gets the cutest girls up there with him. That's the only satisfaction. He them he in gets. public. Because nobody, it's like he's at that age. It's like a kid. Like, a kid can walk up to a hot chick and grab her boobs, and it's cute because he's a yeah. little kid. An old man can grope any woman he wants and it's cute because he's a little senile old man yeah. he's kind of hit that perfect spot <laughs> he can, he you know can, where he can also demean children and it's hilarious oh yeah <laughs> i can't imagine hey, little shit that's not yeah. what i said exactly. let's say your top five guys i'm not going to name them but your bob claus or lefty cray three other guys that do all Thought these we shows <laughs> richard queso well <laughs> richard queso. but these guys that do all these shows that travel and get paid to these do these banquets oh yeah how beaten down are these guys like to tie off the same fly in front of a hundred people and get the same questions and, the, and can't imagine the uh, stupid questions they get. Can you imagine some of the and stupid have to pretend, questions? And, and here's the, the hardest part. I still have to cry up there. I'm gonna show him that shell cracker. I the hardest. The hardest part is like <laughs> pretending like any of it matters. Do you want to go hang get it ready? Do you want to go hang get the picture get, ready? Get it ready. No. Get it ready. No. I'm just gonna walk up there and show him everything. No, I oh, got. No. I'm gonna get the wrong album. I'm gonna get the the. Uh, oh my! This is my wife though. She's my beautiful. Wife. It's my bride. Yeah. But anyway, I, I can't imagine. That's my brother, Jeff. Well, I mean, all of us have been to way too many shows, and of course, over the years. And you see these guys come around, and 
they're literally being hounded. Like, okay, here, I mean, there's like a trail of people following them everywhere they go. If they go to take a piss, they do have a trail. They've of got people. three people yep. hanging off their right, alt left, and back. Like you think you're to escaping to, to the piss. bathroom, you'll escape people to the bathroom. But no, they're no. waiting at the door. To the, the, it's the like hover. A it's like a yeah. snake tail. It's ridiculous. There are great people that go to these shows, but there are aggravating people that go to these oh. shows. And I, would, the two I would probably have is the person that just stands in the corner looking at you, waiting for you to talk to them. <laughs> And you're like, oh, okay. isn't aggressive at all. Inaggressive, like, just stands yeah. there, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, hi. And Creepy. you've seen him for 25 minutes. Just and, yeah, there. and also too, when it apparently it turns into Rome, and we need to do the Olympic casting uh, you know, yeah. event. Look at that! Look the at that! Pond oh. hog. The pond hog, Two baby. Oh. Pond hogs. You know what frustrates me are these guys that. You know they're good casters. Yeah, they can cast 110 feet, but who gives a shit? I mean, go catch a damn fish. Can they catch a fish with their their little micro drag that they're getting? Can I would they... understand it if a lo- lot more people stood around the casting pond going like, Woo! He casted it so far! Yeah. I know, there's like girls in bikinis, yeah. like yeah. holding signs, like with people's names on it, like it's a fucking but boxing they, match. Well, the thing is, like, they, they assume everybody's watching them, but everybody's really just staring at them, waiting them to get the fuck out of the way so that they can go cast their rod that they want to try. Do you think when Lefty Cray goes, is on the road to a fly fishing festival, it's a lot like that George Jones video? <laughs> <laughs> he's in a bus. He pulls off the road in a fly shop. Well, we're just lucky, I guess. Uh, well, you, who's come before him? Look at that, Stu. Will you sign my rod tube? John Wolf. <laughs> Have we told that story about Nam going in uh, the shop down in Island Marotta? No, we we all went so. down there like three years ago. It's Nam, Trey, Will, Joe, and Doug and I. We all go into Florida Keys Outfitters. Nam is a balding Vietnamese man. Yeah. Special wearing a cat shirt most of the time. Very strange guy. Good friend of ours. (laughs) Well, so typically if you go into these shops, you're kind of all huddled together a little bit, and you kind of all go to the gear first. You want to go look at. Is he is he changing tires? Is is he killing somebody down there? It sounds like a pit stop. NASCAR is. Dave Blaney out of the pits real quick. Are we are, we might have told the story before. I don't. Are we getting to the point in our in our twenty seventh episode that we're starting? I don't to think I remember this stuff? story. I've been making up stories last three episodes. <laughs> okay. I've been talking nothing but total horseshit the whole time we've so, been doing this. <laughs> so we all go. We go into that shop like a little meatball, you know, all huddled together. Typically, you go to the flies first. You go look at the tackle, the gear. Here he comes. Nam goes up to the lady at the counter. He goes, "Hey, you seen Joan Wolf?" And she's just like, eh? no. And he she, goes, "She here? Well, if you see her, tell her I'm looking for." Her. <laughs> That's what he tells. <laughs> That's what he tells <laughs> Lady of Florida Keys uh, Outfitters. There's a portly Asian man looking for you, Joan. <laughs> Joan's a badass though. That's one of the few like oh, yeah. of the big the big. She'd be on that big name list you just mentioned yeah. earlier. But she's one of the few on that big name list that like. I mean, a couple of them have been really nice folks. Well, they but, all matter, but it's... But Jones was like... Yeah. Jones was She's one of those down-to-earth, really cool, like, had a good... Like, she came wandering into our booth one year, and we talked... <laughs> Just come wandering, wandering in. in. Well, you know, it's bright lights. It's you know, Bloody Mary morning. You know, people get confused and just wander around. No, uh, she did. She literally... You were showing that leg. I don't know what I was doing, but she came in and, and I ended up talking to her. She's a really sweet lady. I like Joan. She was badass. And she can still, like, tiny little, like, 80-year-old woman, she can still outcast all those Pond Hall heroes you were talking about. Well, what's crazy, if you think about it, like, all of your, like, Hall of Fame fly fishing people right now are 
75 to 95. Yeah. You, yeah. And after they're gone, who who who's going to be like the legend? Well, I think I think what you got is you is, got probably five more years of these people. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, well, I think you got about five thousand people. What you're seeing, neck. what you're <laughs> seeing is a gap of like there was that gap in fly fishing where fly fishing wasn't cool. I mean, yeah. you're seeing that gap from like the 50s and 60s and 70s where it was a retro cool hip thing going on. And in the on. 90s, everyone exploded. And then the 80s, like the late 70s, 80s, it just died. Yeah. And then the 90s, the movie that shall not be mentioned so you came got a out. Year and you gap, had, yeah, you got a 20 year gap. So, like, a lot of the guys that picked up fly fishing in the 90s, you know, your 30s and 40s somethings, you know, they haven't had a spotlight to shine in because the old guys are still around and still. Like, my old guy that's my hero right now is probably Larry Luttrell. Love Luttrell. <laughs> he's probably my hero. Right and I mean, Luttrell's, he's hugging the heels of Lefty and them boys. I mean, he's getting on <laughs> he's up. He's kind of my hero. Hey, don't think that hair dye is fooling us with your mullet there, Larry. All right. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to keep growing that thing out. Uh, he does look good with it. I'll give him that. Especially when he pulls it back into the he man, builds leaders with it. He pulls it back into the man ponytail uh, yeah. thing going uh, yeah. on. Yeah. About ten years ago, he walked in and he goes, "Is there a haircut named after a fish species?" That <laughs> all he had was the mullet. Mullet. That's all he could go with. But yeah, I'm curious. Also like, known, this is very fitting for Larry, the Tennessee waterfall. Mm-hmm. It is. It is fitting. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious, like ten years from now, who you're going to see at these shows? Like you're going. It's going to be a bunch of people you don't even more, know. more, less authors. And uh, photographers and more videographers, yeah, I would think. Probably. Absolutely. Like yeah. your uh, Will Benson, your Ben Holman. And guides. And guides, guides in the last 10 years. Yeah, and the Geofish Boys. David Mangum. Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, because, I mean, what you're going to see a lot of is, like, there's less innovation going on just because I'm not going to say everything's figured out because it's not figured out. But we've definitely hit a plateau where there's less things to discover and less things yeah. to change. I mean, there's only so much you can do to a fly rod to make it better. There's only so much you can do to a fly line to make it better. And flies, I mean, you can make an infinite number of flies, but to be honest, most of the general concepts have been worked out of... Not according to Instagram. Yeah, well, those are just people making shit up. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, honestly, you're going to see less guys like Lefties and, and Bobs where they've you know ultimately changed the game, so to speak, now, I look, and more people chronicling it, like you said, videos or whatever. I looked up fly fishing celebrities, and there's no listings of them. I've got 10 celebrities who really get fly fishing. Oh, we all know these. Ew. So number one's Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah. Which we know. Number two, of course, Jimmy Buffett. Uh, number three, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson's a fly yeah. guy. I, I bet he's. Yeah. I bet he's got some land up. Here's one you didn't expect. Speaking of shitty eighty videos, Reba McIntyre. Actually, I, I can totally see that Reba's hot. Like I don't. We're talking. Damn, she's like Jimmy Kimmel. Well, I'm oh, reading this list boy. going off. Oh. Dave, uh, Dave Letterman, we're just coming up with shit. Letterman and Kimmel. There's yeah. one that Paul met in the fish hawk, uh, Mr. Eric Clapton. Oh, yeah. We knew that. I mean, All right. Did you know Martha Stewart? Nah, she learned that in prison. No. <laughs> prison yard. <laughs> yeah, they are some classes, uh, remedial classes for that. Mr. Hewitt Lewis. Who's I Hewitt do Lewis? have a story about... Uh, Here's one. Here, hold on. Emma Watson. Wait, Emma Watson, the hot redhead chick? Yeah. From uh, Harry Potter or whatever. Nah, that's, is that Emma Watson? What is this? The list of celebrities that fly fish? Yeah, I like this one. Gordon. Where the hell did you learn find this? I, I looked up fly fishing celebrities, and there's no listing, so it's just celebrities who fly fish. God. Now, number nine, I would be. I am no guide. I have guided people, helped them, but I would be the biggest asshole to this guy just to get a, get a kick. 
Gordon Ramsay. Oh yeah, I don't I, even know who that is. The, the chef that yells at everybody. I'd straight mad Mike his yeah. ass. That the cast is shit. What the fuck are you doing? You're like, wasting my fine. time. That's fine. That that's his whole bit, which I truly think it's a bit just to. I think he's for rating. Well, well Gordon Ramsay, if you're if you're if you're listening, you can come fish with me or Will. We're gonna be an asshole to you, but probably, we'll take you fishing. Probably the meanest fishing celebrity I've seen. Number ten is the, probably the nicest fishing celebrity I've ever met. Henry Winkler. Huh. Oh yeah, well he wrote a book. I've never yeah. met an asshole yeah. on the river or something yeah. like that. Never met someone I don't like or something like that. Yeah, it's like I never met a. I think I don't think he'd say. So let me tell my story. Tell your story. Tell your story. So I was heading to Jersey to see my buddy. We're going to end up going to uh, Pennsylvania to his wife's family reunion, which I was going to play music at. So I had my guitar with me. But first, we were going to go see Dennis Miller live in Jersey. That's why I was going to Jersey first, which I had never been to Jersey. Fine. Wait a minute, Dennis Miller live the TV show or Dennis Miller like stand up up comedy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, There was a Dennis in a theater in Atlantic City. Gotcha. And so He's funny, man. my flight, my first flight to somewhere to take a train got canceled. So my lady was like, well, I can just get you a straight flight to Atlantic City. I'm like, well, that's ton, 10 times better. Because I said I had a gig and all this. I said I had a gig, so I kind of tried to make it seem like I had some. I got a gig. Thing. Hey, Michael, yes, I'll have one too. <laughs> so I'm sitting there in the area where you wait for the airplane, mm-hmm. the little terminal. Mm-hmm. And I sit down, and literally in the seat next to me is Dennis Miller. And so I kind of realize it. And uh, this is the only time my trout tattoo on my ankle has come into play. He li- he he started <laughs> Got talking. Got a great story about that. So we started talking about small talk, and he goes, "Was that a tr- trout tattoo? Are you a fly fisherman?" So I said, "Yes." Ended up talking about fly fishing, and uh, where he loves to go, and all this business. So he's a fly fisherman. Yeah. So that to put it to the short story is a fly fisherman. So we get in. It's one of those things where you walk outside to get on the airplane. Yep, you go yep. up the stairs, like in the fifties. And, and there was this the big chunky dude that everyone is scared they're going to sit by in the airplane. It's a small plane. Oh. No, not me. <laughs> I didn't know. Dennis looks at me and he goes, "I guarantee you, I'm going to end up sitting next to that guy." And so sure enough, he's like right next to that dude. You had your own private show. And so yeah, he looks at me and he could he just shook my head. So you that, shook your own head? No, he he, he shook his head. head. Yeah, let me shake your head for you. So we go see it, and I told him I'm going to see him that night and all that business. So that night on the show, he opens up with airplane travel, a whole bit about airplane travel, and he goes, "That's the, real original and stand up." Hey, I just flew in. Oh, yeah. boy, oh, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> so he goes, "The only thing I got," he said, "The only thing I got out of this shitty day of traveling was that I got a new fishing buddy." Oh, yeah. you got a shout cool. out from Dennis Miller on stage. Cool. Right. I imagine the story wouldn't have gone so well if you'd originally got the Dave Matthews Dancing Man tattoo that you'd <laughs> <laughs> on your I didn't get it though. That's the point. You were going uh, to, you but I did not. To. It was a last minute turn. <laughs> Could have changed your I whole didn't know life. Woo, but it changed it. Uh, you were probably going to get three doors down or something. Three Doors Down. Uh, that Kryptonite song was pretty solid. Pretty solid song. That's or, like the uh, only song. Right? Vertical Horizon. Vertical. You could have gotten like a, you know, Vertical Horizon. <laughs> it's Dishwalla, Paul. You're going to Dishwalla tattoo. <laughs> dishwalla. What is, what is your late 90s guilty pleasure band that you wish you would have never admitted? That, I don't count Dave Matthews, man, because I still like the Dave Matthews. Third Eye Blonde. Okay. 
Maybe maybe that. Or Step up from that ledge, my maybe friend. Maybe Eve Six or just that entire genre period. Mm. Maybe like where they were holding on to grunge, but they had to be poppy. I was yeah. still a big fan. Still, I'm a big fan of Counting Crows. I, I'm still a big fan no, of Counting. That's I, why it's not a guilty pleasure because I, I actually was, will openly say they're a good band. Were it's good, hard to say dude. they're not a good band. They're a great. Band. They're still yeah. they're still legit. Yeah, that one album. Which what was the August album? and everything after. August and everything after. That and recovering was recovering the satellites was good too. But that August and everything after is one of those where you can literally just put it on and like listen to the whole album. Yeah, which there's very few albums I can. And say. hardly any of the songs were radio friendly either. No, huh? They had like, like a handful of them on yeah. there, good. But like you could literally just turn that album on, and let it roll, and then not worry about it. Like it was, what is uh, it? Tiny blue buildings or small something blue buildings? <laughs> that song is incredible. But that, it's just musically a good album. Like, yeah, it was great, man. Hard you gotta remember, like, what CDs have you bought like multiple copies of from the nineties? Like, yeah, Live's first album. You've had a couple. Of those. I heard Live the other day. I was like, holy shit, Live was awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. Nirvana unplugged. Yeah, you, know, you had to yeah. own at least three copies of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm never gonna forget getting in my corn. buddies. I had a corn. I didn't like corn. I loved corn. I was. This I had most, a metal face. I don't even like corn. <laughs> this was the most embarrassing moment though musically. I sat With down the C. and. <laughs> My buddy, we were seniors in high school, and he got a new Mitsubishi something. I got in the car. Subwoofers. He put 12s oh, in the back. Had to. This trunk latch around. But that was during my rap phase, kind of. We were listening to like oh. Zeppelin and Dre. Oh, yeah. And I get in his car, and he goes, you got to hear this song. And it was the Friends soundtrack. The oh. song to Friends. That's what we, we rocked to. I, don't even, I can't even think how it goes. But. What was the name? The, the Bodines? Yes, dude. Yeah, well, how did the song go? It's like, uh, I will stand by you. I will stand by you. Yeah. That's what we rocked yeah. to in his new I never new told car. you that was going to anyway. be this way. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible, dude. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, let's go. Ahead. I want to save talking about that subject with you for later. Let's go ahead and prank call what the fish subject hawk. with me. All right. So here's what we're going to do. A little backstory. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about. Huh? I don't even know what we're talking well, about. You don't have to. Okay. I'm going to bring it up. The point is we're saving That's it for the next Why am I so itchy? All right. So how should we do this? Well, we're going we're gonna to call the fish hawk, hopefully talk to Ronnie. All right. But the point is I'm going to be a guy that is confused on – what did you say earlier? We should. Well, first, like you're going to do something else, but like first – Act like you think they're closing, like forever. That's right. Okay. And then when you when he tells you no, we're just moving, and you ask where, then you're gonna think he's moving. Like get all confused on where they're going. One of y'all could maybe be the wife in the background asking me questions to ask Ronnie too. Hey, are you asking me if they're moving in Miami? I'm gonna say Miami Circle. You going to Miami? Then the wife goes Miami. I had to. I looked it up. It was not the Bodines. It was the Rembrandts. The Rembrandts. Oh, saying, even I worse. will be there for you. I'll be there for Ugh. you. Worse. All right, I'm going to get this set up here. I, will I do still have the phone number memorized. And you'll be there for me. Okay. Yeah, this is a good song, too. This is. Okay. All right. Let me get that music off. I gotta hope we can pull this off. My, my pranking skills lately have been kind of rough. Kind of rusty. Mm-hmm. Okay. I really. When do y'all interact later? That be kind of the wife thing here. I'll try. Okay. What voice am I going with? Yeah. You just, do the same one every yeah. time. Yeah. Is Ronnie there? Here you go. <laughs> Oh, 
Okay, what's my name? Rod Fallujah. Rod Fallujah. <laughs> Fallusions. Fallusions. I'll just make it weird in the end. Ronnie. Fallations. Ronnie. Ronnie Falano. Falato. Ronnie Falato. No, I can't be Ronnie. I'm uh, Leonard. Leonard Falato. I'm not that. Leonard's Leonard Falato. Leonard Falato. Okay, let's see. Here we go. <laughs> and it's a, a spell with a GH. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fish talk. Hey, is Ronnie there? Yeah, just a moment. Thank you. Could have got Bobby. We even have a great selection of high quality hunting from Boyd, McAllister, Filson, and Le Chameau. We have a full selection of Sims and Cloudvale waiters and booths. Cloudvale. I feel like we're just giving them a free comp commercial here. Please visit our website at www.thefishhawk.com. Now they owe us money. Now they owe us money. Free ad plug. Now they owe us money. Specials, stations, all full travel information, flat, salt, and top international destinations. I think they need to look into their answering machine. Yeah. Order on the other line. Can I have them call you back? Yeah, is this Bobby? It is. Hey, Bobby, this is Leonard Smalls. How are you? Good, buddy. What's going on? I'm doing great. Uh, it's been a couple years since I've been down to your store, but I'm going to Argentina in February. Mm-hmm. Right. And I heard you guys were closing down, and i got to get down there and get some stuff. No, we're actually just moving a couple of miles from here. Oh, you are? You're moving. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did- where are y'all moving to? Week- uh, over off Peachtree on Miami Circle. Miami, Miami's in Florida. What? You're moving to Miami? Miami Circle. Well, that's Miami, right? Miami no. Circle? Is he moving to Florida or not? Honey, hold on, Bobby. No, he's. they're moving to Miami. Oh, Miami, but that's in Florida, right? Bobby. They do need yeah. Y'all moving to Miami? Yeah, but we're moving to Miami. Okay, well... That's too bad. Y'all still going to be doing, like, catalog orders? Uh, yeah. Well, you can order from us anytime. Well, uh, okay. How you been doing? How's your back doing? It's doing good. Well, good. How's Gary? He's doing fine. Okay. Well, are you busy? No, no, not right this second. Okay. You just sound a little anxious. Uh, Tell him to wear his sunscreen if he's moving to Florida. I hear he's hot down there. Yeah, so... <laughs> Miami is just that's crazy y'all moving down to Miami um, no no just just a couple of miles from here well that's a long a lot, lot, lot further than a couple miles Bobby um no, no, so do no, what, Miami Miami circle Miami circle <laughs> a big yeah. circle okay yeah that's right so what kind of rods are y'all carrying now what, what do I need for this this trip to Argentina I'd probably carry a six or seven weight. Y'all got any beer down there? Yeah, all you want. Who is this? <laughs> Bobby, it's Paul. Paul, what's up, bro? Uh, we're just recording you on our podcast. Oh, man, I'm just like going, no. I know there's somebody messing with me. Well, the, pl- the plan was to get Ronnie because he just gets so fucking oh, mad. man. <laughs> Oh, you should have, dude. That would have been perfect. Is Ronnie not here? He actually just picked up the you know line and was placing a 
or somebody was placing the order. Okay. You know, you'd have got him good, dude. Hey, hey, do it again with, with that or something else. <laughs> well, can you just tell him that there's a – will he know that you're on a phone call like, and just transfer it to him? Hey, right now he probably wouldn't even know, dude. Is he? He's probably, he's, you know what he gets so tuned in on something? Is he off the phone? Is he off the phone? No, he's still taking the order, dude. On the phone? Hey, here we go. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, I'll let you holler at him. Okay. Or unless you you want to call back or you want to talk to him? I'll, I'll talk to him. All right, buddy. Hang on. All over the globe. <laughs> experience staff will That's a call brought to you by the Fish Hawk. Take two. <laughs> Why? be better. Hello. Hey, Ronnie. How are you? This is Leonard Smalls. Hey, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Hey, I just got a little word, a little word of mouth and such. So you guys were uh, closing down. No, we're moving. Oh, well, that's just a breath of fresh air. Uh, where are y'all moving to? Uh, Miami Circle. Miami? Oh. My, Miami's in Florida! It's over, it's over, uh... You're moving uh, to Miami? It's, it's only, it's only about a mile and a half Well, goddamn, Ronnie, that's a long way away. Not be closing, just moving. Are we going to still be able to do, like, phone orders and whatnot? Yeah. Okay. Uh, when are y'all moving down there? Early March. Goddamn, Gary just can't get that keys out of his blood, can he? He's got to go all the way to Miami. <laughs> what uh? When are y'all? When are y'all doing this? First week of March. Well, it's sad. I'm. Just, I'll come in there and see you boys before before you go. Are you going down no. there too? No. Now, we just we're just moving a mile and a half away. I thought you said Miami though. That's that's a lot further Miami. than, huh? Miami Circle. Miami Circle. That is a, uh, huh? Off, My, off Piedmont. Well, maybe you, maybe you can give me the. Let me just talk to Gary or someone that can tell me exactly where y'all are moving to. Well, I'm just so I'm just so confused, Ronnie. It's just a. Uh, Is he moving to Miami a, or not? I don't know. <laughs> 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 oh, you hear this going in his head. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You know, right now. <laughs> you know, right now, he's like, he's totally Vinny. <laughs> I love how we got a double play there. <laughs> you need to call him back as the. Uh, as Ralph from Miami's Chamber of Commerce, <laughs> well, welcoming them to the fish. We're going to have just a, a buffet down at the office. A chick, y'all like Chick fil A buffet? God, Ronnie was so fucked. This, I don't know if this guy's messing with me. When I said, let me talk to Gary and someone can tell me what's going on. Anyway. If you if y'all are ever in the fish hawk, you gotta go see those boys. They're all characters, man. <laughs> they, they are characters. They are all characters. You what you need to do is go go find yourself at Fado <laughs> with a cold beer with Bobby is what you need to do. Fado, more like um uh what was it? what's the five little? paces. Five paces. Whatever you do, buy his beer. Yeah. It's worth it. It's worth the entertainment. Yeah. And I love Bobby. <sighs> so, all right, well, we're gonna go out on that. I think we got a scoop coming up. Um and we're going to come back talk to Michael about a few things. He's more invested in this whole subject than uh, either Will or I. So, uh, back in a little bit now. Come on, y'all. Yeah.
just how it is. I'm stuck here. This edition of Bally Live brought to you by the all-new Fishhawk in Miami, Florida. Come on down and see Gary, Ronnie, Bobby, and all the boys, including Stash, in their beautiful circular Miami location. They've got every product you need. Cloudville. <laughs> in other discontinued brands, including Cloudville. They got uh, Old Florida Reels, Skip. Old Florida Reels. That's their course, because now they're in Florida. Now selling your favorite tropical shirts right at thefishhawk.com. Check them out down in Miami as soon as possible. Back to you, boys. That is a Terry Allen song. It is. I looked at my phone right after that, and Ronnie had sent me a text. You cocksucker, you got me again. <laughs> oh, uh, when so I worked cool. there, man, I messed with the, I messed with him so much. God, it was it was fun. Oh, it's good times. It was good. I love times. how Scoop through circular location, <laughs> circular lo- and their new circular location. I love how Bobby kept laughing it off. <laughs> uh, no, it's 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 just a mile and a half away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we made him so mad. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's good stuff. Bobby, you can't really make Bobby mad. He's like, hey, you want to talk to him? Yeah, sure. No, we do. <laughs> Anywho, so uh, did you have something to throw in the, in the pot, Will, or are you just fiddling around over there? Just fiddling around. Okay. Um, hanging out with Will's like hanging out with my girlfriend. Like, I, I talk to her a lot. Fiance, Michael. <laughs> oh, yeah, fiance. fiance I talk to her fiance. a lot. Fiance. But, like, most of the time I look over and she's just playing on her phone. I'm no, like, she's not here. Sarah has this. revitalized her friendship with all these girls back in Pennsylvania. And they call them the, they called each other the Sparks in high school. Each initial the what? spells Sparks. Uh, this is like, a, you know, you're in middle school, you come up with this thing. So, <laughs> but they've, they've kind of revitalized their whole conversation, you know. Right. So they're all. Messenger, Facebook Messenger, from seven to nine, nine o'clock. That's all it is. It's just it's, it's Messenger. Whatever. You hear the boom, boom. <laughs> she, I t- usually mute my phone. I was saying, like, turn that thing off. Right. Well, it's kind of her equivalent <laughs> though. Like, I have her. no problem with you zoning out for a few hours, but just turn the bong off, and I'll be a happy man. Well, it's like two two years ago, Will, when we had those texts going, you know, for oh, fantasy yeah, yeah. football. Like, I, I have no way to complain because for a year and a half or two years, it was. Text central Nam printed it out. It was 250 pages Jesus. of texting and pictures. 
Well, I think I, what I hate is like most of my friendships have devolved into groups, and those groups have decided to have group text messages. So like almost everything I'm involved in now is a group text message, which I fucking hate. Like yeah. I absolutely nothing worse than a group text message going on that has text nothing message. to do with you. Exactly. And they continue the conversation that way. Yeah. Well, and I mean, or like, even if it has something like I could pitch in, I don't want to, because I, I don't want it to extend the the, the ninety million. That's messages. the problem. Like a day later, you're still gonna have people like little crumbs of people still. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. There's been a couple of times that I've just. Slid over to the options and uh, just remove myself from the conversation. Yeah, yeah, that happens. And you can get away with that. People don't really realize what's happening. Someone found out one time and invited me back in the group. Like, do you really get an invite that says, do you want to get in this conversation? No, it just said, so-and-so joins you back in the conversation. Well, this Christmas, I accidentally, start, I accidentally started one because I sent like a Merry Christmas like text out. And I picked a, a group that I thought was you and Paul and Doug. And, and Mama. Like, but I thought there was only like three or four, like maybe Harry and, you know, like a few of our close friends. Yeah. Turns out it was Cameron Mortensen and Dave Grossman and... Dave's Jewish. Um, you don't need to celebrate Christmas. There was like... Uh, uh, <laughs> Way to go, Michael. Yeah. I mean, there was... Exactly. Like I said, like, Merry Christmas to like 40 people. And then all of a sudden, like all these guys responded. I'm like, Larry Luttrell. Like all these people were on this thing. I was like, shit, that was the wrong group text message. <laughs> oh, man. Because yeah. I just used an old one. Like I didn't start a fresh one. I was just like, want, oh, let me just use this one. Don't want to wish Larry a Merry Christmas. Wow. How the hell with that guy? I send him a bottle of shampoo and tell him good luck. <laughs> what y'all? What y'all do for New Year's? I haven't really heard any. I mean, I went. I to worked. See Sesto. I fell play. asleep on the couch at ten o'clock. Okay. I worked sitting the, up. I worked the night before New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, and New Year's Day, and just for good fun, I worked the day after New Year's Day as well. The New Year's Day <laughs> is not even like New Year's Day anymore. Like there was. No college football games. I know it was on Sunday. Well, because the playoffs yeah, kind of ruined yeah, all that yeah. stuff, yeah. Do we need to talk yeah. about that, Paul? Do you need to get some stuff off your No, chance? I'm fine. I mean, it was a great game. Packers deserved to win. Cowboys pretty much shit the bed in the first quarter, second half of the second. It's just you can't come back from that playing a team like that. Like, yeah. Cowboys were lucky to get to the point at the end of the game that they were. Paul, you'd be so proud of me and my restraint. I'm I, always proud of you, A buddy texted Michael. me. Uh, he, I, I'm going to show it to you now. Because I didn't send it to you on your Facebook wall like I normally do with any good Cowboys humor. Um, my buddy texted me this. I didn't get much of that from you this year. And that was enjoyable. Because I, 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 I gave you a break because my team sucks so bad and yours was doing good, so I gave you a break. But, like, just just take a look and look who's looking through the wall. Like, just <laughs> That is amazing. <laughs> It's Aaron Rodgers. We them boys. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking in to see if y'all are still them boys. Yeah, that's I, hilarious. That is funny. For for for, for Radio Land out there, it's basically a picture of a, a beige wall with a hole punched in it. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers' face just like squeezed into this hole, yeah. like looking through it. And says, just checking in to see if you steal them boys. <laughs> I mean, you can't stop him right now. The only way the Falcons can uh, do, because the Falcons are hard to stop, too. So oh it's yeah. just going to be, I think that's going to be like a 42 a, to 41 game. That's going to be a great game. Someone's got to miss a field goal extra point in order to win that game. Them dirty birds, boy. Fly. What's funny is you're just now finally starting to hear the news channels talking about the Falcons as if they've oh, been like talking about it. Like, yeah. yeah. They've been good for like the last three yeah. seasons. By the way, I mean, Pakistani <laughs> American football team, the Atlanta Falcons, that we've known nothing. <laughs> Thing about all like, year. we love Matt Ryan. Uh, oh, um, saw this being a growing up Falcons fan 17 years ago yesterday was when old, um, I think it was Morton Anderson made that kick against the Vikings uh, in the playoffs to go to the Super Bowl. Okay, because oh, wow. yeah. it was 99 that they were in the Super Bowl. Yep, 
Yeah. Yep. That dirty bird. First, first year in college. Let's talk oh, about how he finally he got he got busted for showing himself in a convenience store. Oh, Jamal, Jamal Anderson. Yes, he did. I guess it's true. Well, you've heard some stories about him. I don't know if you can share them, but no, I've heard I've heard one. I've heard a story or two about him. Let's now. just say I was one person displaced from getting sexually assaulted by Jamal Anderson. Yeah. The dirty so, bird himself. He loves husky redheaded men. <laughs> <laughs> As we all know. Oh, it's, a yeah. guilty, it's a guilty Shit. pleasure. Anyway. All right, so Michael, oh, all yeah. this Bahamas talk. Yeah. Um, you seem a lot not as worried about it as I figured you'd be. Not worried, just I'd be pissed off. I mean, considering that you you can't wade fish, well, and if you have a boat with more than one person, you have to have a guide. So, okay, so, so, so here's... what are you going to do? So here's the deal. All right, I'll start this all by saying that the regulations came down a lot softer and a lot more common sense than they started out. All right, um, they started out with like yeah, but some, I thought those were way off and they weren't even come yeah. close to that. I feel like they came close to it. Well, no, they didn't. I mean, compared to what I read in the early days of what they were putting, what they were putting to the table and what actually came down the pipe, as it is right now, if you wanted to go to the Bahamas, you wanted to wade fish, um, solo wade fish. You can. You still can. There's no rules against it. Are you sure? Positive. I looked it all up. You can still wade fish as a solo angler. You do have to buy a fishing license, which That's I have fun. no problem with whatsoever. And it's fairly I reasonable. in order to fish in the Bahamas, you had to have a boat. No. Are you, per- are you sure? I'm positive. I'm positive. Uh-huh. The original rules were that wade fishing was basically going to be abolished without a guide. Um, but that's not what happened. You can still wade fish. <clears throat> you okay. do have to buy a fishing license, which is... And that's, that's what it should be. It's so, reasonable. So, it's like so, 20 so bucks. O- so start over again, not in so much details. Just what has, cha- what has changed? So, okay, here's the rules as it stands right now. You can go to the Bahamas and bonefish solo. It is $20 or something like that for a week. For what did it used license. to be? Nothing. It was free. It showed up. I don't know. You didn't even need a fishing license. You could just show up and fish. Waiting. Now, if you brought a boat over, like what I'm going to do this week, we're going to take a boat over. Anytime you bring a boat over to offshore fish, it's always been the, the you pay a certain tax that is for the right to fish in the Bah- Bahamian waters. But as a as a bone fishing angler, you never had to pay any kind of tax like that. Okay. You just rolled in and went yeah. fishing. But now it's going to work just like if you were going to go to Montana or Wyoming or any other state you don't live in and fish, you have to get online buy a fishing license, have it on your person. That's Now, why is everybody shit. raising hell about that? I mean, I'm, I'm, Nobody, I'm not I, sitting here that I'm saying it's great. The, the just, boat part. Like, if honestly, you own a home, and here, let's well, say you own a home, and I was coming as your guest. I do own a home. You own a home in the Bahamas, I and you have a boat. Home. You and I cannot go out and fish Absolutely. together. Actually, that's wrong. What? That's not right. Okay. You can, as a personal owner of a flats boat in the Bahamas, you can take one angler with you. If you have more than one angler with you, you are considered a guided trip. Dude, Michael, I think you need to reread. I this read stuff, everything dude. that when it came out press. They're dude. not even letting people go out. Where'd you read it from? I read boat. it from the Bahamas. Okay. Website. Well, I've read two different things, and they're saying that even if, <clears throat> if you're, two people go on a boat, if you and I are scientists, and we're going out to research. You are scientists. You can't be on the boat without a guide. You, if you own the boat, you can take one person with you as a recreation. If you have two people with you, you're now guiding, and you have to have a guiding license. And all guides who are going to be guides in the Bahamas have to go through a certification process with the Bahamian government and be certified as guides and carry paperwork. Are you sure the Bahamas thing was updated when you read this? Dude, it was. This wasn't that long ago. It was like it I'm just saying. Like we know how the Bahamas ago. government. Yeah, well, talking about the last speak, two weeks. It didn't change in the last two. Yeah, weeks. it did. I didn't read anything about changing the last two. Oh weeks. yeah. Well, I'll it look it cha- up. It changed three weeks ago. 
They uh, had their big vote three weeks ago. Well, they had already passed a whole bunch of shit. Like I'm just telling you, man. Months ago. Well, I'll read it. More up. than one person. Well, why'd you in a ask vote? me about something? If you, I didn't know. I thought you knew all this stuff. Well, it doesn't matter. So, well, here. Well, let me bring up my my final point. Okay. That, that's irrelevant to whether or not I read the new stuff, which I'll have to look up on their website again and read. But I literally just looked at fishing regulations last night, but I didn't look for the bonefish and stuff. But anyway, it's the Bahamas. They have no enforcement. They have no enforcement body whatsoever. I've been going to the Bahamas since I was seven years old, so 25 years. I have fished in any facet you can think of, offshore, inshore, wading, guided, whatever, free diving, spearfishing, whatever. I have never, ever on any island that I've ever been on been approached by anybody with a badge Inspecting anything well, regarding that's, that's our what, fishing activities, well, that's or what the big fuss is too. Like, why make all these new regulations if you're never? Well, the gonna... idea behind the, the fishing licenses and permits, and even the guide fees and permits for them to be registered as guides, was that they could use that tax money to establish a DNR of sorts and have fishing regulative bodies on the water, which I think is a good and necessary thing for. Um, a place that relies so heavily on their natural resources. Um, and nobody nobody was complaining about paying a fishing license fee because, I mean, you pay a license fee no matter where you go to fish. Like, that's not a new thing. That's, that's a common sense thing. Um, and I don't think even the guides and the lodges were complaining about the original proposed, you know, guiding fees and, 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 and regulations, too. I'll have to read up on it, but I didn't know that it had changed in three weeks. The last bit I read was reasonable shit, like, got to have a fishing license, and more than one person. The only thing that was kind of weird was that if you own your own flatboat. But to tell you honestly, I know a lot of people who live and work in the Bahamas. I know very few who own their own flatboats. I mean, I can think of one or two off the top of my head out of a lot of people that I know. So, like, I don't think that rule hits as many people as you think it would. But Well, the main <clears> one that I think you need to find out is I'm pretty sure that if you're not a Bahama, Bahamian resident, you can't just go out and wade fish. You have to have a, be fishing for, Baha- for the boat fish from a boat. Let me pull it up on the website real quick. So, so, so you can't see. I'm so confused. You can't wade now. You have to have. You know, you cannot. You I'm have gonna, to be I'm in gonna a look boat. It up. Hold on. So, so no matter if I'm an American, no matter if I pay, I can't wade. You have to have a boat, uh, and if you have more than one person in that boat, you have to have a guide. I can't wade. No, uh-huh. you can't wade at all. That's what I. That's the way I understand it. Yeah, this is where they get you. Because okay, now okay. So let's go ahead and sum this up. Treat me like I'm a kindergartner because okay. I act like one sometimes. I can't wait anymore in the Bahamas, right? That's even with a guide, even if we're just me, me and him, the guide, meet at the bar, and he's a guide, I don't we know can't that, walk her there. I don't know those details. Okay, and also, how's it work if I, for some reason, if I have a boat over there, somehow I get possession of a boat? Can you and I go fishing out in this boat? Say it again. If we go over to someone's house, I know that has a boat there. Uh-huh. We can't use that boat and go fishing. You and I. More than one person, you have to have a guide. More than one person. That's the that's so just one person you. can go out because you can't really pull a boat and fish at the same time, right? Yes, it's kind of impossible. Yeah. So if you have more than one person in that boat, you have. If you have two people in that now, boat, is that just for non-citizens or citizens? I think it's non-citizens. Okay. Now, how would it change if it was a citizen, one citizen, and one non-citizen? I don't know. Don't know. Mm-mm. Now, let me ask you another question. Is fishing good in the Bahamas? <laughs> You're in kindergarten? <laughs> and, Michael, you got to look at, I mean, this is all stuff that I've come to understand from reading all these different things. So Yeah, well, I, I'm, I know, was looking at all the updates I had. You know how things can get. All from, like, June and July. Well, here's and the Bahamas. Right, here's the up. yellow dog update. 
But that when's that from? When's it supposed well, to? Well, I mean, all you can say about this is, I mean, it's a farm. July 17, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's the old. July, so like over the summer, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like over the summer, the regulations that they first put out were more akin to what you're talking about. They were insane. Like the level of detail, basically what it was is unless you went to a lodge, you were not going fishing in the Bahamas. Yeah. What came down, I'm talking like a matter of a month ago, what I saw that actually came through the pipe on the vote was much more toned back. They had pulled back all that bullshit about not being able to wade. You just had to have a license. And as far as the guiding thing, you can have yourself and one other person in the boat. It's like me and you could go fishing. But if me, you, and Will went fishing, then I would be technically acting as a guide. But once again, it all rolls back to the who the hell is writing the tickets because there's nobody, literally nobody right now. I mean, right now you can go out and do what, and it's sad. I mean, I'm not saying it's a good thing. But you can literally go out and do whatever the fuck you want to do, and there's okay, nobody going to stop you. Non-Bahamians will have to pay $15, whatever the price is. Yeah. The regulations will also require a foreign vessel wishing to fish in the Bahamian flats to obtain the usual sports fishing permit. Which everybody with does. each know. person on the vessel also holding a, a license. Okay, that's understandable. Yeah. No um, different I'm not, than America. I'm not going to sit here and read this whole thing, but we probably should after we record just well, so here, we better understand Well, here's it. what's going to happen. This is the way you look at it realistically, because I think stupid. Because I think sometimes people get all fired up and say this is the fishing community and all this. It's the fucking government. They can do what they want. Yeah, they're yeah. a foreign country. What they're going to find out is first off they've confused the shit out of everybody. What's going to happen? So what's going to happen is their economy when it comes to fishing is going to yeah. fucking dry up. Yeah. And people are going to go yeah. elsewhere. And they're going to change it. And they're going to change it. So yeah. that's what's going to happen. That's the biggest, the crazy. Why would you mess that up? I understand licenses, of course. Yeah. yeah. Charge me 30 bucks a day. It's still worth it. So in about a year, if nothing changes, get ready to see some big damn discounts in the Bahamas. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, the big thing, too, is like in certain islands that where wade fishing is a big thing, the original. Certain were, islands are excluded. That's well, what I heard. Well, certain islands like, like okay, so Ackland's where I went, and, and there's a lodge down there to do yourself wading. It's a big wade destination because the way the flats are laid out, and the, the remoteness of it, there's not a lot of flats boats down there. So there's just, it's, even the guide lodges operate as a wade destination. Like, it's one of those things. Long Island, similar. Um, parts of free, uh, of, of Grand Bahama on the north end, a lot of people go there and do it yourself kind of wade stuff. What they were proposing were these guys, and it was all lodge driven. These were the big lodges in Andros and the big lodges on the other islands. What they were pros- proposing was that they had to, like, have seasons on these flats. So in other words, like, this flat would be open for six weeks and then it would close and then, then this flat would open up for six weeks and then this flat would so they would rotate which ones you could wait on so basically they could herd yeah the weight anglers only now the the boat guys could fish wherever they wanted yeah so the weight anglers only would be herded to one or two certain flats in six weeks chunks so basically what they were doing was trying to isolate these weight guys into places where they could dodge them with their charters and they were going to make the the charter guys the uh, enforcers, so like the lodges essentially would be riding the tickets. All that crap got shut down. I mean, pretty fucking hard. From Wasn't what I understand, there some rules too that they change what can officially a, um, a lodge be. Didn't, yeah, that oh some yeah. Of the rules you had too? to have like yeah. There was basically there was one group of lodge owners and stuff that were trying to squeeze everybody else out. Yeah. Which is, but I, heard I, that, I hate to like I hate to bring this up all the time, but what people keep forgetting is the Bahamas is a third world country. Quite literally, the best thing that it's happened run to the, like a third. Well, they need all country. the help they can get, though. Well, the best, yeah. the best thing that me. happened to the Bahamas is it's right next to the United States. We pay them two hundred fifty million dollars a year in stipend to where they're supposed to regulate drug trafficking coming into our country. That's not happening at all. So we're basically just throwing two hundred fifty million dollars a year at them just to. 
for no reason. It's like they're a fucking allowance. But the deal, like, what I'm saying is, like, they run themselves like a third world country. It's it's the most crooked, backwoods fucking politics you've ever seen in your life. Well, I mean, when, it's when, crazy. When dude. I was there for about a month and a half uh, out of school doing uh, some work, you realize very quickly it is a very socialist country. Oh, my God. Yeah. Very, very much into socialism, parts of them, parts of it. But two, um, in a former life, I used to work in healthcare, so I had to deal with government every day on the uh, administrative end. And the thing is, with government, they're not going to listen to you. They will learn when they literally get shit stuck to their foot yeah. that they've stepped in shit, and now we got to go backwards. So you're not going to be able to tell them anything. And I think some of the approach that people are taking... I, I always think one of the biggest mistakes people make when you're against something, it's using misinformation yeah. to try to make your point. Yeah. Look, if they want to do vision lines, shit, fine. That's what everybody does. But some of that stuff, just economics 101, just... Well, I think, what they, I think what they did, honestly, and maybe, maybe part of this was a plan by them, was that they shot out the first round of shit was so horrible and so over-the-moon ridiculous that they knew that no matter what they decided to actually put in... It would look good in comparison to what the shitstorm they started. At the same time, that's a big gamble because the shitstorm they started might have already cost them money. Well, and shit, some people are kind of losing their minds on this. And I mean, hell, it can be a lot worse. A lot of people are like, "How's it can be? How it could be worse?" And it's like, "Well, shit, it could be Cuba." Yeah, you know, like Cuba was rocking and rolling in the fifties, and now yeah. it's, it's just amazing to me that they didn't just hey let's let's start first with fishing license and let's mm. see if that injects more money into the economy and whatever. No, I don't, you're not going to not go fishing because there's a fishing license. No, Any absolutely typical not. American angler feels good about buying a license. I would it goes back I, to the resource. It goes back into yeah. the maintaining. Number one way they could do the fishing license is just do it when you check in from the flight and you're having to go through your passport. They're going to see that you got rods and everything. It's like, you fishing? Boom, here's the extra yeah. 15. The last update I saw, they're actually going to have a, a website linked to the Bahamas website. Cause Bahamas sure, it's going to run more well, awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, but to be fair, most of us buy our, our licenses online for where we're going to go fish. They do like when you do a sport fishing license for your vessel. If you bring a vessel in, you do that at customs when you check in. Mm-hmm. They say, "Are you bringing a vessel?" And they say, "Yeah." You say, "Are you going to be fishing?" You say, "Yeah." And they say, "Okay, that's a hundred and whatever dollars it is for the vessel," and that's for a year. I think it's like you have to pay a yearly fee. But if you come back in six months later, let's say you live in South Florida, you pay it once. You can bounce back and forth. But like you do that one at customs. But I mean, just. For, for a moment, just imagine, most of the flights, if you're flying into the Bahamas to go fishing anywhere on the out islands, you're flying into Nassau. That's where you're clearing customs. Mm-hmm. You're on a plane with 250 Hawaiian shirt-wearing, Mai Tai-sipping retards going to Atlantis. They don't have time to deal with a fishing license. I mean, I mean, really, like the Bahamian customs people sitting in, the, in Nassau, the last thing they want is another fucking thing to do. So they're just going to put it on you. And once again, who the hell is going to enforce it? But then what they'll probably have is the lodges will probably have to enforce it um, because I think you still have to have a license even if you're fishing in the lodge. It's going to fail. It's going to fail. So, and you know what? Someone's going to pick up the pieces. Some country is a is yeah. a is a open market out there, and some uh, country's going to pick up the pieces. It rhymes with Yuba or Tuba. Yeah, so it looks like it is Muga. just it it's looks, coming in hot, dude. And I mean, yeah. it's going to be a nightmare for the Bahamas. Honestly, it's yeah. just as close. It's just as cheap to get to. It's cooler at the current exchange rate. It's cooler, like. That's honestly that's their worst nightmare is behind, and I think honestly that may have had something to do with backing the regulations down to a reasonable level. Is somebody with a cool head in that fucking parliament stood up and said, uh, "I don't know if you guys know this, but Cuba's waking up, yeah. and we've had you know what sixty years, seventy years of no Cuba to fucking deal uh, yeah. with, 
and now we've got a giant yeah. landmass that's just as close to the United States as us that has just as many bonefish. Oh, and they've got tarpon and permit. Like, if you want to fuck with our flats fishing industry, now is not the motherfucking time. <laughs> so as this whole thing started, at first it was a way to take advantage of the fact that so many people come there and DIY and flats fish. But the, so it, it it's turns a smaller out, number than you would well, think. Well, I'm just saying, really like, that's is. what caught their attention. Because if yeah. you're in a boat, typically you're probably, you probably have a guide, most likely. There's not, I mean, so what, yeah. what they started with that at first, it looks like, like you said, it's not affecting a DIY guy. You can flats fish. The main thing it's affecting is the boat process, but... That would be terrible if you owned your own boat over there, and yeah, but the you thing, have to have a guide on it if it's more than one person. But the same thing is like, I honestly, I, I know a fuck ton of people who live there. It's a smaller number than you'd think that have a boat on the on the a flat I'm just, boat. I'm just, well, is I'm there, just saying, is, it is would it, suck it, if you had a second home. But you there. could always just cart everybody out there, jump out and wait. Okay, if it's coming against the angler, are they doing it anyways? That it's coming, putting stuff on the no, lodge just, or on the guide. They're saying they've got to be licensed. They've got to be just yeah, licensed. They've got to be licensed, DIY. which they have to go through a certification course with the government and pay a fee to the government to be a licensed guide. So it's not going to affect me. It's not going to really yeah. affect me. No, because if you go to a lodge, you're going to be with a licensed guide. And you're I've never done like, the DIY thing. I'd like to. But I've done a lot, but only because of the islands I've been on. But but there's no such thing as a licensed guide now in the Bahamas, right? Yeah, that's what's going to be. Yeah, But, Every, there, but last... No, no, no. For the last 120, how many ever years the Bahamas have been around? Two, three, four hundred years? No, there's been no there's been no licensed guides. So this is like the guides now that work for lodges will have to go through a process of certification and pay a fee to be just like if you're a guide in the United States. In fact, probably actually an easier process, but it's not a bad idea to have everybody vetted and on a list and be like, hey, this guy met our standards of background checks or whatever it is they're going to put you through and is licensed to be a guide in our country. Like that's that happens in every country, like literally every country you go to. Except maybe, I don't know, Mexico or something. Does but this law affect any of the nightly entertainment in Port Lacaya? That's all I'm worried about. Pretty sure you're safe there. Pretty nice. sure you're safe. Right, we beat the shit out of this. Oh, we did beat that up pretty it's hard. Good, though. I'm we sorry, did, folks. And you're going to Bahamas when? Uh, Tuesday. So you'll be the first down. to let us know. kind of. Well, but here's the deal. I'm just going to go to the island I always go to, and I'm going to wait on the flats I always wait on. I know, but I'm curious I'm to see like, what kind of information you bring back. You might. Yeah, have. I mean, I'm at, there might be some shit in the, air, in the uh, customs office when I check the boat in. Uh, we're driving a boat over, so I won't be going through the airport where there would definitely be Trey Brown you know with you or something yeah me and Trey are running a boat over for a mutual friends bachelor party I don't really know I don't know my email well let me let me just tell you this I don't know anybody on this trip except for Trey Brown and the bachelor and I know the bachelor briefly and there's like four other guys that I've never met in my life you're not really kidding at all <laughs> so, anyway, I'm going. I'm, I'm going. sure I can go anyway. All right. Well, let's see what Scoop has to say. Then we're going to come back with Queso um, right. and whatnot. Or is it Mike? We're talking. We're doing Mike. Going to Mike. Oh, let me turn down the music. Let me get this thing going here. All right. We got Mike coming up here. All right. Mike, you there? Paul? Paul, can you hear me? Yes. How are you doing out there, bud? Mike, man, this is Channel 4. How are you doing up in the Skycopter? How's uh, everything going with you guys today? Good, good. How does it turn out? The is the chopper doing okay after uh, Scoop kind of commandeered it? There is a, a plethora of empty old Milwaukee cans <laughs> in this thing. Um, so you just kind of couple of cigarette, wow. couple of cigarette butts. Um, let's see what else. Let's see what else he left in here. He he really made a made a good old mess here. Uh, some local dog track uh, receipts. 
Uh, that's about it. Any any but, sort of uh, note overall, or anything? Overall, the bird, the, bird, the bird's in good shape. He did leave me a note. Uh, I'm going to keep it between uh, me and Scoop, but it was a nice little F you letter. So uh, <laughs> really enjoying my time with Flood Tuck, but it was barely live. Oh, uh, well. So what do you got for us? Where are you hovering at right now? I'm over here uh, right above Citadel Mile just checking out all the traffic going into Target. Man, it seems to be a good day to get out. Stretch those legs. Go down to the local mall. Get you some Chinese food. Walk over to Planet Fitness. Get in a brief workout. Then head back to your home and have a great, beautiful afternoon. Wow. It, is, it is nice out there. I mean, we're looking out the windows right now. It seems pleasant. It seems pleasant. Hey, uh, Mike, if you can get a spot on Johnny, our UPS guy, do you see him down there anywhere? We're waiting for a package. I'm looking. Let me see. I'm seeing a UPS truck. Uh, would Johnny be the UPS guy who's walking all over the boxes? I do yeah. see I do yes. see that. He's got a strewn out behind his truck or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just walking all over top of these boxes, just really making a real show of it. Uh, seems like a great guy. Seems a little bit wild-eyed, if you know what I mean. Anyway, you you can, sure he drives for UPS? Oh, yeah. Anyway, you can drop down there and just have a little chat with him, or is that possible? Let me, let me, let, let, no, no, no. It's looking like he's waving me off like he might be afraid of flying objects. Okay, uh, okay. Looks like he's just having a real hard time understanding what I'm doing. Okay. Well, that's understandable. Uh, well, um, well, Mike, you got anything? I got nothing. Send us out, Mike. What do you got for us? Who's, who's sponsoring this section? All right. Well, I just want to thank you uh, guys for having me back on. This segment of Barry Live brought to you by Larry Latrell's Barber. That's right, Larry Latrell's Barber. He didn't go to barber school, but boy, does he know how to maintain a fine cut. Uh, come on down to beautiful Oak Hill. Florida to, to get the barber of Larry Latrell. Man, what a what a good looking dude. What a what a just really pulls it off. So uh, well, what's the name of that barber really shop? To go back to the, you got a barber shop name or? Uh, right now we're going off copy of Larry Latrell's barber. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, bud. Thanks, Mike. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Mike Smithson. Mike, I like Mike. I, don't, I still don't even understand. I, I wish him and Sno- I wish him and Scoop would figure their stuff out. What do you mean? Figure Scoop, out what stuff? Scoop a loop. Scoop a doop a doop. What stuff do you want him to figure out? Well, there's there, there's that contention, you know, the, oh, the their competition. Like yeah, their their stuff, stuff. Their personal baggage. I, I wish they'd get the, you know sort that stuff. I look at got somebody getting picked up in the middle of the road. They didn't even pull off the side of the road out here. Just uh, dude, stopped you'd be, dead center you'd of the be road. How many people turn And that's around. not that's not just I mean that's, that's Wapu. That's like yeah. a road road. Like, there's a lot of traffic on that. Mm-hmm. Randomly, just going to stop in the middle of the road and pick people up. That's how we do it these days. I like the windows open. I think we need to leave. I windows do too. Open. A little I commentation. <laughs> oh, there comes Johnny right here. Oh, he, he wasn't lying. Scoop was spotting him. There he goes. He's uh, and there he, he's blowing by. Johnny, hold Johnny. He's, he's got another game of uh, the ground is lava to play at the next stop, where he just so, throws all the boxes out and steps on them on the way to the door. So whenever Johnny brings a package <laughs> here, he's always this until about three months ago. He's always confused as to. He wants to act like he knows everyone's name, but he goes, "No, you, 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 what? Now, what's your name again?" So now we got him trained where all of us are puckets. Because you puck it, right? <laughs> yeah, it's puckets. We yeah. all signed and puckets. The puckets. So, yeah. so we'll find him two weeks ago at the gas station. He goes, "You puck it," and we'll goes, "No, I'm it. <laughs> totally confused. Him. Totally confused him. And he all, I can confuse him, and he goes, uh, "You puck it too." I'm like, yep, yep. I'm his brother. He goes. 
I just get all y'all confused. And How then, is it confusing? Then, just say puck it. I'm going to I'm gonna buy one of those signs, you know, you put in the, like, the garden of your house, and it's just going to be like a little wooden sign that says the puckets. Puck <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> he Stick is, it right in the flower bed. He, he, he needs that. He is possibly the worst <laughs> UPS driver to ever have. <laughs> Terrible. We've called on him like four times. He won't leave a package. Um, Didn't someone say like... You those guys money. make good money, too. Like they, they don't mess around with those UPS drivers. I'm convinced like, he's not really a UPS driver. <laughs> He just steals a truck every day and makes delivery. Because <laughs> he'll come to our door and just you just hear this. It's and if you don't not respond, even they, loud, they all do that. If you don't respond, there is a note going on that door that has already been written. Yeah. And he is out of here. Dude, he they didn't even knock that loud, dude. It's no. ba- you can barely hear I, it. I've done a lot of ordering online this past year, just a lot of things I need. I couldn't get local. But they, uh, like, nobody, like, now, like, UPS, like, USPS won't even knock. They come up to my front door. Like, I literally be sitting in the house watching TV in the living room. And I hear like a rustling at the front door. Well, at least they leave it there. They leave it at the front door, but like I hear a rustling, and then they, then I look up in time to see them like driving away, and I open the door, and there's a package. I'm like, you couldn't have even knock like you saw, or I'm sure you heard the TV going on when you was like, I don't know if you're a male. If I was a male person, I don't know if I'd want to knock. You don't want to deal with these people. I don't know. Our mail. I think you should at least attempt to like, hey, something like you don't have to talk, stay and talk to me. Just knock and then walk away. Just like a, a hey, there's something on your front porch. Especially we, nowadays with people stealing shit off people's porches. We do have an Asian male lady who's very nice, and um, she would peek in our office every once in a while. And she's like, uh, one day she asked me, she goes, uh, "Do you do paintings?" And I was just so confused. I was like, "No," because oh, I just see all the paintings. I was like, "Oh, well, my partner, my business partner, he does paintings," and she wanted him. She wanted to hire a him to, to do a portrait of her and her husband. Oh, yes. I was <laughs> I wanting denied to her. Oh, Paul, please. So please. Totally denied her. We haven't had a Barely Live t-shirt yet. But if you do this Asian lady and her husband as a portrait, I know what our t-shirt's going to be. Uh, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I totally denied her too. She, I go, I don't really do faces, and she's like, oh, she didn't. She didn't seem. To I happy. just want a, and and her in her male uniform. Like, do her one of her in her nice gown, but then you take a copy in her of nice that gown, and then yes. you know she's gonna have a gown on, and then you take a copy of that, and then you just paint on top of it and make her in her male uniform, and we'll put that on there you go. our t shirts. That'll be the barely live t shirt. We'll be the old Asian couple male she's lady. Super nice. Well, I know. I'm not saying, like, she'll get a super nice painting out of it because you're good at what you do. But what I'm saying is we will get a super awesome T-shirt that she'll never know about. <laughs> oh, no. And by the way, Johnny Johnny drives by our office like 15 oh, times God. a day. It's unbelievable. And our package comes <laughs> to like five. He just went by like 90 miles an hour on a, a road that's pr- probably like a 25. Oh, he's a knucklehead. <laughs> it's amazing how many times a day he drives by here. Um. All right, so we got some queso. Yeah, we got we got a case. Y'all need to reflect on anything like the the year in review. What is this? The twenty seventh episode. Two thousand sixteen was a weird year. What about uh, who was your favorite character we interviewed this year? Hmm. I, mine was Terry Claus. <laughs> Terry Claus was the most unassuming, awesome character we had this year <laughs> by far. I liked um, what was the god of sea. Oh Poseidon. oh, Poseidon. Poseidon was good. Well, that that call y'all guys got me on with the motor. That was pretty entertaining. That was that was solid too. I didn't enjoy it so much at first until I realized what was going on. But yeah, well, it's been a good year, boys. Um, yeah, we got some. Uh, we've been. Uh, 
Oh, yeah, you ready for Richard? I gotta go get Richard. He's been out go, back. Go get him. All right. He's probably back here taking a nap. Go I'll get his ace. Well, you got the music. Here we go. Mail sack, mail sack. Why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack, mail sack. Let's all go inside. Tired fans, I'm Roger K. So, once again, you found yourself listening to the Better Life podcast. Oh, the best place to hear Mr. K. So, do his thing. Hey, boys, how we doing? Hey, buddy. Good good, buddy. Hey, Christmas. Uh, yeah. yeah. Did you get my gifts? Did, 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 I, did they come in the mail? I'd seen them. I did not get them now. Well, I promise I sent you one. What about you, Will? You and your wife and the little, little and get them what I sent down there? Yes, thank you, Richard. We got some of your uh, homemade marmalade. You know what? I try my best. You know, mom is good for everybody. It is. I did hear about the big announcement that you got coming out. Well, we're going to save it to the next episode, but your big techno- oh, yeah. technology. Technology. Rich the case are going into the yeah. 24th century. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm jumping a couple. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to get ahead of the game. So, yeah, um, we'll talk about that next time. Somehow it didn't happen this time, Paul. I don't understand it. But uh, how about we just do the mail sack today? How about that? We'll just dig around there, you know, tickle the bottom, see what comes out the top. Mail sack time. All right. This one's, uh, it was in an email that was sent to Paul, um, and they tagged me at the bottom like I'm a nobody. Like, oh, by the way, i got a question for Casel. All right. So anyway, it says, based on the assumption that you are indeed a ladies' man, my buddy told me that the reason he was always caught more fish than I did was because he always got some loving from his lady the night before fishing. I then started making sure we do the same. And sure enough, I started catching more fish. What is your experience with this correlation? And what do you do, perhaps out of the ordinary, to help ensure that you will have a successful day of fishing? Luke. Well, Luke, you know, uh, I think that, you know, there's a lot to be said about uh, getting a little loving before you get out on the boat, you know. Uh, but uh, I, I think it's mainly because it just relaxes you, you know. It gets you in the right place where, it honestly, you, loose. You, you know, honestly, if, if you just got a blowjob that morning, like, if you catch a fish or not, you don't really care. You're like, hey, I woke up and got a blowjob. The day is pretty good. <laughs> I don't necessarily need to catch a fish. And and generally, I think fish can feel that. They feel that that not neededness. <laughs> and so not neededness. It's, they really will respond a little better to your flies when you not present them in a hurried manner so uh you know honestly it, it's a tricky subject though because i mean let's be real if you if your lady wife or girlfriend or otherwise knows that you're going to get up in the morning and go fishing which basically means you're not going to pay attention to her at all uh talking her into giving you sex before or after said event is a little tricky um so here's what i do uh you know is it depends on where you are as to what they're called. Uh, some people call them roofies. Uh, there's other people that may refer to the actual drug name, you know, Rufalin. Uh, that works. Uh, good old-fashioned wild turkey occasionally will get the job done, you know. Uh, whatever you got to do to numb her up, so to speak, uh, to, to, to get her to comply with that is usually a safe bet. 
Uh, but other than that, I don't really have any secrets. I do agree with your thesis, though, however. Uh, you know, getting one's rocks off before you get in the boat is definitely not a bad idea. But uh, how you go about it, you, know, you got to be pretty tricky. You got to be pretty tricky about that one. Hello? <laughs> oh, hey, Mama Porky, you shouldn't be listening right now. Okay. Uh, the next question, and I seem to get these all the time. It's like the most favorite topic, but we'll get into it anyway. Dear Richard, I've been thinking about... Uh, simplifying my fishing style and going with the Tankara method. What do you think about this, and what are some other ideas to simplify my fishing style? Well, um, if you've gone as far as considering Tankara to simplify your fishing style, I can suggest one, uh, you know, just a step better than that. Uh, Just quit fishing. Um, That would be the best thing for you at this point, because... uh, if you start doing tank car, you basically just quit fishing. Yeah, you you just stopped. Uh, I, there is no reason to ever do tank car at all. Wow. People are like, oh, it's so compact and so light. They make double alt weights with reels the size of thumbtacks, okay? Like, there's literally no reason that a Tenkara rod weighs any less than that. So if you want to go your backpacking trip, you can still have a regular fly rod. And it, 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 simplicity and whatever, you, you're just full of shit. You really are. It's just terrible. So, yeah, if you're considering Tenkara, let's just take it the rest of the way. Just quit. Quit it. Don't be a fly fisherman anymore. Don't you fish say at tank all. Car? Yeah, tank car, tank car. It sounds like tank sushi to me cara. anyway. It doesn't even matter. Like, go ahead and give me some tempura shrimp with the side of that. It doesn't really matter to me. But yeah, I'm kind of over this tank car questions. They keep asking me the same thing. I keep telling them the same thing. It's not actually fishing. Uh, you're waving a stick around with some string tied to it, and it's just gay. Well, <laughs> actually, you know what? That's bad. I shouldn't say that, and not because. I'm, I'm over-sensitive about things, but honestly, it's insulting to gay people to, to assimilate them with Tenkara. Tenkara is way worse than anything involving gay people. It is the most horrible thing that ever has been risen from the bowels of the fly fishing society. So have fun with that. Yeah, okay. There Enjoy your time with Satan. All right, well, Richard Queso on a sad note, but we're leaving. Uh, don't forget to get your Richard Queso themed gifts and keep your ear out on the ground for the next episode where we're going to release Richard Queso's 24th century Technological advancements. Wow, that's a big. Can you give us a preview? No, no, no. Are we going to see you at iCast? Yeah, of course. Go see him at iCast. I mean, I got too many sponsors not to show up at iCast. I mean, you do look like a NASCAR driver with all those sponsors. Hey, look, the men give me the money. I have to wear the badges. Okay, this is what it is. Don't get mad at me. You know, haters gonna be hating. You know how they say in those rap songs. I heard you might be getting a fishing show. Yeah, well, that's also in the works. But that, you know, I've had a few fishing shows over the years. So they lose come and go. But this new thing is, it, this can Wait, make me immortal. You're speaking tomorrow at the inauguration. The inauguration, yeah. Well, see, the you're whole one thing of the celebrities was, that decided to go. Well, Garth Brooks backed out for the music thing, and they were like, well, "Who can we get to film with Garth Brooks?" You know, it's going to be short list. And they just thought Richard Case would be perfect. It's you and the uh, old guy me and the Trump Jones video. Well, yeah, but see, I mean, Trump has got it. I've got it. Trump so many times. Him and his sons and his daughters. And you know, we just had a lot of fun together. So he called me up. He's like, "Hey, Reggie Casey, would you mind coming doing a fishing talk at my inauguration?" I said, "Yeah, Mr. Trump, I can do that." So yeah, I'll be on the inauguration. Keep your eyes peeled. Tremendous. It'll be fantastic. Big, ginormous, tremendous. All those things. Yeah, Mr. Trump. He, he likes to use those words. It's it's his thing. Well, good deal. Man. Well, Richard, all right, guys. Richard, well, hey, it's good seeing you guys. I got I got my septic tank draining out back. I'll be back. I gotta go check on that. All right, Richard, you have a great 2017. Oh, it's going to be fantastic.
Good one, did we do okay? I don't know. One? I don't no. know. A lot of rambling. That's the whole idea, though. That's the point, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we're not coming here to change the like, world. Like, had we had we sat down at a table, like when we, yeah. when we started this thing with the, we said well, we really want a show where it's like what happens when me and you and Will sit down at a table and just talk. Had we sat down today and talked, and that's we do exactly bring some plans, but they don't always go to. Yeah, but had we sat down at a table and talked today, that's exactly how this whole day would have gone. I agree. Pretty much. Pretty much. But uh, you got any big plans now? So are you getting... Now the, the engagement that you find out is the, asking her is actually the easiest Oh, thing. my God. Now you got parties and... Well, we haven't we haven't got any of that going because we're not getting married until gotta go meet her nana February. Well, I've already done all that. Met all the nanas. There's no more nanas. But uh, the the wedding's not until February of eighteen, so a lot of the parties and crap will be later. Um, we do have the venue already. I have the rehearsal dinner lined up already. Damn. Well, it's we're just doing like a oyster roast, but a friend of ours has a and you know him, but I won't say his name, but has a house on the water and. He offered to let us use that particular place. We're doing the, the reception at Charleston Angler. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that actually was another option. Uh, but no, uh, we're doing it at a, a, a friend of ours' house on the marsh with a dock nice. and all that. He's going to let us do a little oyster roast out there. So but we've got that kind of stuff set up. I've got a few groomsmen. Old, old Paul Puckett's going to stand there. Look at him. He's going to stand for me. Look at him. Or at least yeah. he said he was. He might have been drunk. Via today. text, I have yet to get formally asked. Well, what am I supposed to do? Get on one knee? Right. Yeah. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> I hate, I hate. Joanne was like buying gifts for the people when she was asking. I was like, she's like, what are you going to give your guys? I'm like, well, I'm supposed to get them a groom's gift like before the wedding. I was like, I ain't getting them shit to ask them. I'm just going to yeah, like text them. They're like, oh, yeah. hey, dude, can you do this for me? Yeah, good. Okay, cool. We'll see you later. Exactly. <laughs> so you got to make sure you get really shitty uh, groomsman outfits. Oh, yeah. I had one that looked like I was on a church show the next day. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. Great thing I, I meant about this. I'm having to go to an event um, next month in Beaufort. It's this hoity-toity wearing a tux type of thing. And uh, the great thing about a rental tux, we were t- me and a buddy of mine were talking about buying a tux or renting a tux. great thing about a rental tux, you can do anything that night before. Oh, yeah. Just put it back in the bag and oh, see you later. Yeah. Send it off. Plus, you, it's like constantly getting it re, resized every time you need it. Yes. Because let's be real, fellas our size will, we tend to fluctuate. We like, do fluctuate. I go water, years weight, where water weight. I go years where I slim down a little bit and then I swell out a little bit and then I slim down a little bit. So I don't have to have three tuxes to fit my size range. I have one that I rent all the time and, and they remeasure me every time. <laughs> and, and the biggest thing with the tux is like the biggest waste of money I would think is the shoes. You're not going to wear those shoes uh, with anything else but a tux. I did buy like when I bought a, the last time I bought a suit, which was maybe two years ago, I bought like a nice, so I had one nice suit and I went and got a nice measured suit. And I was at the time it was because I had to get interviews for a job. And so I got like a nice suit and I bought a pair of black wingtips. And uh, I was like, I need, or whatever you call them, like this black yeah. dress shoes, real nice. And I have that one pair, and they're in a box, and they live in that box until go. I bust that suit out. But you know what? It is nice to have a nice pair of dress shoes to put on when you put your, to- your suit on. There it is. Bring them out, buff them up a little bit. Scuff them up. Slide them on. And what are y'all talking about? I don't know. Dress clothes. Right. <laughs> 
All right, boys and girls. Yeah, we've done this enough. Let's let's get out of here. Hey, thank y'all for listening. Yep. Always. Thank y'all for listening to Barely Live. Chicka-choo! I love you, Larry Latrell. <laughs> <laughs>